This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to the home of the Columbia Central High Lions, 103.7 WKRM, Columbia, Tennessee. Columbia Lions football is on the air. Tonight's game on WKRM is being brought to you by Parks Motor Sales, by Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, by Ten Pin Alley, by Fast Stop Markets, Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, Columbia Foodland, Holland's Pharmacy, Family Dental Associates of Spring Hill, by Custom Stone Handlers, Brown's Body Shop, by Murray Regional Medical Center, by Quick Mart, by Davis Heating and Cooling, Sands Fence Company, Baird Financial, The Parker Group, by First Farmers, by The Garbage Man, and by Caledonian Financial. And now to the field for tonight's game, here's Lewis and Lee Maddox. And welcome in again, everyone, to Friday Night Lights here at Lindsey Nelson Stadium in Columbia, Tennessee, as the Columbia Central Lions are all set to take on the Hunters Lane Warriors in a Week 3 Class 5A battle, bringing you the call at the top of the hour. I'm Lee Maddox with former Lion Pride recipient Lewis Maddox. And, Lewis, both teams come in here tonight at 1-1 one one on this young season in this third non-region game for both teams but as you know every game is important and it's just a lot more fun when you win right like last week oh yeah absolutely and and just like you said every game is is very important especially in high school football uh you know nothing is given um you know this is a game you know uh, everybody uh, has probably heard so far that columbia is coming into and expects to win this game but uh, those games in the past throughout my playing time and even before then uh, and even last year, uh, games like that are what come to haunt you because these guys go through the motions and practice all week uh, um, and don't give it 100%. They come out on Friday and, you know, you can get beat by a team like Hunters Lane uh, that, that has struggled this season. One and one, uh, a good win for them week one and then a, a tough loss. Um, a commanding victory for Mount Juliet last week against Hunters Lane, and um, you know this is a, this was supposed to be a road game. We're here in Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Hunters Lane had something wrong with their field, and I, I don't know if they're playing every game on the road this year, but just a tough season to uh, to start out here for Hunters Lane. Um, and, and once again, something that Columbia, a game that they're supposed to come in here and uh, really dominate if they play to their standards. Um, but it's one that can come back and bite them in the butt and. Uh, we'll see if, if Columbia can come out here and execute and show what they've worked on in practice this week and um, come out here tonight, uh, the first day of September, here in Lindsey Nelson Stadium with a victory. Take care of mistakes. That's, that's what you got to do. But, yeah, as you said, this game was supposed to – it's supposed to be a road game for the Lions. But Hunters Lane, they're installing a new artificial surface at their stadium, and it's not complete. It got delayed. So th- th- I'm not sure how, how, many, how many more delays they're going to have. But uh, this game, we, we get that added benefit by having a home game. And, and better yet, and just because – you can't uh, you can't blame us, meaning Columbia, that their field's not ready, but they still have to come back here next year. So it's a it's basically a home and home game for the Lions. So that's good. To, we've got an added home game here. Looks like the crowd's kind of coming in, and just back here behind us in the park is is a lot going on. Here's the Murray County Fair. There's a, a you know a lot of excitement in the air. It's a beautiful. 
uh, Friday night in September, as you said, and uh, don't see many people traveling, uh, unfortunately, for Hunter's Lane to be here, but we've got uh, we've got folks filling in the stadium here at Lindsey Nelson Stadium getting ready to see the Lions take on Hunter's Lane both teams one and one the the Lions of course coming off that great victory last week at Dixon County getting coach Tradarius Goff's first win as a head coach and he was excited we'll hear from him shortly uh, before the kickoff they beat Dixon County last week 27-21 and they seemed to take things under control in the second half you know they were lose they were uh, trailing 14 to 10 at halftime last week but then you know that guy we all know third quarter is Caden McCoy absolutely you know just kind of he just kind of took over and willed his way and willed his team to a victory as he you know busted up for over 200 yards on that very hot and muggy night not quite tonight nowhere near like it was last week uh as as far as being hot and muggy it is a little still a little warm but uh still should be good playing conditions for the lions and the warriors the warriors of hunters lane as you said were beaten handily that was 56 to 12 against mount juliet last week i'm thinking i heard it was 42 to nothing at halftime but they did get that first week uh the season opener win against maplewood 20 to nothing it was, it was another. Uh, Here we are with head coach Fidarius Goff. It was another struggling team. Sorry about that. But, that's all right. Uh, um, but yeah, uh, uh, yeah, Hunters Lane definitely a team that's building right now. Not not technically there yet, and we'll see if Columbia can uh, handle business like Mount Juliet did last week. But yeah, the home game, uh, six home games and only four away games now for this season. Hopefully, uh, seven or eight home games uh, <laughs> that we get to have this year uh, going into the playoffs uh, into November. But um, yeah, Columbia is is this is a huge confidence building week uh, coming off of a, a win against a pretty good Dixon County team last week. This is a huge game for them to keep this ball rolling, um, and they're definitely going to need it next week as, as Shelbyville comes to town. Uh, who is going to be a, a very uh, formidable foe here at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. You take away that, uh, you know, last week it was a, a little disheartening, the first play of the game. We kick off to Dixon County, and goodness gracious, uh, the, the Dixon County re- returner went took it all the way back. But after that, you know, uh, the Lions, you know, had a pretty good game afterwards. They, they is a lot less mistakes from what, they, what we saw in that week one game where we had – just penalties everywhere. Not you know, we still had a few mistakes last week. Had a had a had a fumble and had an interception. But despite the only one pass completion, which was that good one to Jordan Davis for 40 yards and that touchdown, not near the amount of penalties as they had in the Marshall County game. And you know that you you've got to play smart football. You know, you can't turn the ball over. You've got to have a strong kicking game, which we did last week with Garcia. We kept calling him – I kept calling him Ramirez, and I apologize. Yeah, I mean, it's Luis Garcia or Beto. That's what I'm yes, hearing. They call uh, him Beto. So. And, and we've, got a, uh, we've got a new roster. The roster has been all out of whack uh, for the first couple of weeks. Hopefully this yes. is the one that sticks. Uh, yes. Brian Whitehead, by the way, is number 33. Uh, we thought he was 63, but that was Garcia. Um, okay. So Gar- uh, Brian Whitehead is going to be playing some fullback and uh, uh, in the absence of Cortez Gilbert and on the defensive line as well. And they're getting ready for the national anthem here at Lindsey Nelson Stadium, and we're going to catch up with head coach Tredarius Golf on his thoughts on tonight's game. 
Here we are with head coach Fredarius Goff after coming off a victorious week last week against Dixon. You got your first win. That had to be exciting for you, exciting for the team, but I know exciting for you to, to get that first win, right? Yes, yes. Like you said, it was very exciting for me. You know, um, uh, we wasn't successful the first week, but the, the last week we was able to pull it out. Um, the guys played hard, fall all the way to an end, and they were just as happy as I was after the, after the buzzer room. And I know it was a team victory. Uh, the, the passing game was, was lacking, but mm-hmm. the rest of the game, you guys took control in the second half, and you mm-hmm. saw Caden McCoy do what Caden McCoy does yeah. is, is uh, rush for a lot of yardage. Mm-hmm. So I know you're excited. Some of the mistakes were, were, were uh, you know, less than they were the, that, against mm-hmm. Marshall County. Mm-hmm. I know that's something that you, you, you all, as a coach, you've mm-hmm. got to preach on. Mm-hmm. And this week of practice, you know, coming off that victory at Dixon County, how do you build on that and then face a Hunter's Lane team tonight mm-hmm. that, you know, it's not a team that we always face? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I tell them you got to um, go into every game and prepare the same. You know, uh, you can't take nobody lightly or think you got to over-prepare for this team. Everybody's the same. You know, the standard is the standard, and that's how we go about it. Um, Hunter's Lane has a lot of good athletes who, if you give them space, they can make plays, you know, Um you don't want to let them get up on you because, uh, like I said, they got guys who can make plays and, and will get stuff done. So um, as long as we do our jobs and discipline and keep our mistakes down to a minimum, we have opportunity. And this week at practice, you were able to get back on the field. The heat is down a little mm-hmm. bit uh, from from what it obviously was last week. Mm-hmm. So that's allowed you to maybe prepare a little better with the players? Yes, most definitely. Like you said, the week before we was going to Dixon, we was in the gym every day. Uh, we might have got outside two hours that whole week. And um, this week we was able to go up every day, um, get on the field, practice our special teams, passing, running, uh, all three phases of the game. So – um, we will. I look look to see that roll over into the game tonight with our passing game, um, run games, uh, hitting on all cylinders again, and, and defense playing lights out. And, and as you said, all three phases are so important. Your mm-hmm. kicking game, yes. uh, you know the the you know defending a kick. Mm-hmm. You know last week uh, that that opening kick. Yeah. I know it had to turn everybody's stomach a mm-hmm. little bit, but but you made up for it yes. because you you had field position. Mm-hmm. The rest of that game, it seemed like mm-hmm. y'all had the upper hand, mm-hmm. and that's a real plus for your team mm-hmm. when you when you got a short field to work with on the offense, right? Yeah. Yes, it's, it's 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 a beautiful thing when you got a short field to work with in the game of football. You know, um, like you said, they took off the first opening kick, and yeah, everybody was like, "Ooh," you know. So um, it was good to see our guys overcome that adversity early. And we was behind majority of the game, but we kept fighting and uh, we kept working and stayed together as a team and overcame it. You know, and uh, give a shout out to our kicker Beto. Um, he did. He did. Luis Garcia. We call him Beto, but he did a great job of of hitting the hitting the field goals when it was time and uh, punting the ball, uh, kickoffs. He did a great job. He did a great job for us for sure. Well, hopefully we're going to see that again tonight. Maybe you don't have to rely on the kicking game as much tonight uh, that you can just go ahead and, and score a bunch of touchdowns and, and not, not necessarily worry about punting or even uh, field goals. But uh, you, your message to your players tonight as they come on this field, and you're getting an extra home game here, mm-hmm. so that's, a, that's an added that's benefit. Mm-hmm. So what, what's your message to your players? Uh, my message to the players, man, go out here and give it your all. Dominate, dominate every play. Don't worry about the outcome. Uh, we talked a lot about dominating each play in practice and if you dominate each play then we can live with the outcome coach golf good luck tonight i appreciate it 
And there's the words, uh, the final words before the kickoff here from head coach Tredarius Golf as the Columbia Central Lions are getting set to take on the Hunters Lane Warriors here at Lindsey Nelson Stadium as captains for both teams are gathered at midfield. Just had the coin toss. Looks like uh, that uh, Hunters Lane won that toss, and they are going to uh, defer maybe. No, Columbia won the toss. They defer the option. So Hunters Lane's going to get the ball first here to begin this game as both teams now are waiting. The Columbia Lions are waiting to come onto the field from the tunnel. Lewis, that's always exciting, wasn't it, to be waiting to come through that tunnel? Yeah, bust absolutely. Uh, you know, right? that's, that's, that's the I best get goosebumps. Thing. Oh, I yeah. didn't even play here. Yeah, that's the, that's the best thing in the world. Uh, you know, we're missing the smoke machine, which uh, is <laughs> I'm going to take care of yeah, that. Yeah, we just talked about that uh, before we started that. the broadcast. But, uh, but still, because we're on video, people uh, can see this oh, yeah, on video we're, too. We're, I keep we forgetting on, that we're, we're on video. We're on video. If you're just listening, you can actually go to Facebook. It, and what, our, what do we go? WKRMFacebook.com uh, on WKRM's Facebook page. You can get it there, or you can get it on FrontPorchRadio.com. There's a link there for this uh, broadcast as well. Um, I also wanted to mention one more thing before these guys uh, come out here. Uh, Roland Manning sent me a message this past week. He, he listened to our broadcast last week and didn't like me saying that uh, that's why he plays defense. He had a couple of drops there on the defensive side when the ball came his way in Dixon County. Uh, and he said, well, and uh, well, I told him to prove me wrong this week. He said, I'll get you two interceptions. Oh, wow. And I said, I'll hold you to that. So I wanted <laughs> to have that documented here. Roland Manning is, is, is supposed to have two interceptions for me this week. And here come the Columbia Central Lions racing onto the field right through the formation of the Columbia Central High School marching band. And the band looks great tonight. The first game that they've been all decked out in their purple and black uniforms. And they just everything looks just like a Friday night, like it's supposed to, right, in, especially in September. Just missing the smoke and the fireworks. That's yeah. a, you know, that would, that would oh, complete it. I forgot it. But, about fireworks. But this is, you know, to me, one of the uh, – one of the best high school entrances in all of high school football. The, the band, you know, everybody gets involved here. Cheerleaders, student section is, is rolling in as well. Got a big crowd for, for a game that no one expected to be here on Friday uh, this time around this week. Uh, everybody expected to be probably listening to us and, and or either that or traveling to Nashville this weekend. But uh, we get a home game. We're about to ramp things up here. I'm, I'm pretty excited about this one. A good good opportunity for these guys to, uh, to, uh, to get a win in the win column, go above five. Get the two and one on the season and uh, build a lot of confidence going into the next week in Shelbyville. Well, I tell you what, before the kickoff, let's hear just a quick break from our sponsors, and we just appreciate all the sponsors of Columbia Central High School football. And you're listening to Columbia Central High School football on Front Porch Sports Radio. Looking for. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Lewis Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle Tennessee. That's WKRM 103.7 FM, Columbia.
And here we are live in Lindsey Nelson Stadium, ready for the kickoff. Luis Garcia backs up, approaches the ball, and we are underway. It's a squib kick. Looks like it's it's probably going to go out of bounds. I almost thought he was going to be an onside kick, Luis. I don't know what that was, but he squibbed it, and it's going to be a Hunter's Lane ball on the 35. Yeah, Garcia is uh, typically a, a solid guy back there. Uh, it looks like they're going to make him re-kick it, but he definitely shanked that one. I, I don't think so. Surely they'll take it on the 35, right? Yeah, they're, yeah. now now Garcia's taking no, the tee. But <laughs> we don't know what's I, going I don't on. Think any, I don't think the players know what the – but they're lining the ball up on the 35. Hunters, Surely. Hunters Lane didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. They, didn't, they didn't know if they wanted to accept it or, or – or, uh, Decline the penalty there. So I'm understanding that Hunters Lane, the the Warriors, uh, they line up in all kinds of formations and throwing the ball left and right with lots of receivers. And uh, their quarterback here tonight is going to be number five, Caleb Smith, a junior. He's uh, 5'9", 194. He'll be in the quarterback position. And then the number five running back is, or excuse me, yeah, uh, number six is a Grady looks like it's back there. The wing back right there. And here we go. First and 10 from the 35. Handoff up the middle. And going to pick up three yards on the play up to the 38. Maybe closer, maybe to the 39. Let's We'll see where they spot it. So just an off-tackle run right up the middle, Lewis. Yeah, it's to the left side right there. And Brian Whitehead actually getting the start at the uh, at the bandit spot on the right side along with Kamarion Dawson uh, over there on the weak side of the defensive line for Columbia Central. Cam Bratton and Jaravius Hall on the left side uh, playing the strength of the offense. Uh, but a good play right there by Whitehead in his first start as a sophomore. Uh, to get it, to get a tackle right there on play one. Here's Smith, the second down, going to give it to his running back holder again, and he's met right at the line of scrimmage by Mr. Cam Bratton. Yeah, that was that was Bratton right there. Uh, went to the left side, another uh, kind of off-guard play right there, just a power play from the Warrior offense. Um, and uh, that, that left side of the offensive line played to the strength. Cam Bratton and Dravius Hall in there as well, but Bratton in there first forces a, uh, a third down here. Third and six. Here for the Warriors as Columbia now digs in, trying to get a three and out right here on this opening possession. Here's Smith in the shotgun. Probably Take a snap. Here. He's throwing. Throws it quick. Gets tipped up in the air, and it's intercepted oh, wow. by, by, by Malik Smith. He's got it at the 45. He's at the 20. He's looking at the 10. He's working his way. Touchdown. He jumps into the goal over the goal line. Wow. That ball was tipped, and Malik Smith was right there and worked his way all the way for the touchdown. Columbia just like that on the fourth, third play of the game. What an unbelievable play. It was Autry Smith who jumped up and, and tipped it in the air. We'll have the replay here for you just after this kick. What an unbelievable wow. play on defense to start things off for the Columbia Lions. A tip up by Autry Smith. Just barely got his, his right hand on the ball. Tipped it up. And Malik Smith, a tight end, the starting tight end for the offensive well as well, ripped it away from the receiver that was right there for that tip as well, grabbed it out of the air and took it all the way back for a Columbia touchdown. What a way to start this game for the Lions defense. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> I, I just, I wasn't prepared for that, but uh, Malik Smith and Autry Smith were that defense. Now, that wasn't Manning, but we, Manning still owes us to a couple of, of interceptions, right? So uh, extra sure point by Garcia is, is, is all good. So with timeout on the field, an interception return for a touchdown, about 45 yards for Malik Smith. 10.33 to go here in this first quarter. Columbia strikes first. 
seven to nothing and over Hunter's Lane. Here's where you're going to want to tune into this Facebook live stream as uh, we're going to queue up this instant replay yeah. right here. It was third down and six. It's it's quarterback for Hunter's Lane, barely tipped up by Autry Smith. It's grabbed at the 50-yard line by Malik Smith. Two Smiths on that play. Uh, Autry gets back in coverage and then a dive into the end zone from Malik for the Columbia touchdown. What an awesome play and one that Malik Smith, trust me, is going to remember for the rest of his life. Hey, I remember your senior year when Malik was a was a uh, sophomore. He he had a heck of a defensive game. I remember against Green Hill. Yes. You know, and had a uh, touchdown. Yes, had it was. Touchdown. He kind of just he took the ball yeah. or something right there at yeah. the goal line. I'll, I won't ever forget that one. So. Malik Malik's like a little brother to me, and uh, he knows that he's a senior now, and he's uh, one of the leaders of this team, a captain, and uh, he showed why right there for sure. Here's Garcia kicking off again, and this one's going to be a short kick at the 22 for Hunter's Lane. A good little return across the 30 up to the 33-yard line. It'll be first and 10 for the Warriors there as uh, returning the kick there was Roscoe Redman for the Warriors. So. Yeah, another opportunity here for the Columbia defense. Uh, they made a huge play keeping the offense off the field, even though a lot of these guys are going both ways. But yep. uh, another opportunity for these guys to make a play, all of them right back on the field. Malik Smith back on the field at his inside linebacker position with Caleb Clinton. Uh, we'll see if they can do it again here. And across the front with, with Cam Bratton, who do we got? Dravius Hall and Brian uh, Whitehead and Kamarion Dawson over there on the right side. The front four. So here's, here's Smith for the Warriors in that shotgun formation. First and 10. Here's a snap. He's going to hand it off to his tailback right up the middle. And a few yards, maybe five on that play. He kind of worked his way right through the middle of the line, and that he handed that ball off to Marcion Walton. Yeah, even, e- even though uh, they picked up three or four yards right there, that's what you want to do as a defense. Hall forced the play inside, and then your inside linebacker, Clanton, came in and cut it down. And again, handoff to uh, Walton, and he's battling across the 40, gets to the 41-yard line of Hunter's Lane, where it'll be third and about three, third and two. Yeah, they opened so. up that left side, uh, the uh, left side of that Columbia defensive line right there. Uh, Cam Bratton and and Dravius Hall got a hole in, in the middle of those two guys right there, and a, and a good pickup to uh, save the first down, force a third and short. So let's see what. What the, what the Warriors are going to call here, third and two, is uh, Columbia looking to try to get off the field again. Here's that shotgun snap. Hand off up the middle. He's got – no, he's getting – who was – Dravius Hall stops him short of the first down at the 42. He needed one more, and it looked like he was going to get it until all of a sudden you see big number 50. He said, no, you're not going past that 43. Yeah, wow. forces a forces a, a fourth down here now, and uh, you see on the instant replay right here, a uh, it was actually a it was actually a blitz by Malik Smith here on this instant replay, and Dravius Hall, what an absolutely monstrous hit! Now they call in timeout. So Hunter's Lane takes a timeout. They looked like they were going to go for it. Now the coaches on the far sideline for 
Hunter's Lane are going to talk it over and see if they really want to do this or not. I mean, that, that would be a little gutsy, I would think, right here, you know, on their own side of the field to, to try to go for this. But, yeah, uh, that's, that's kind of a – But maybe they, they, they should. I mean, they, what have they got to lose, what they're maybe thinking? Well, if, if that, that's kind of the, probably the thought process that they had, but that would be a mistake is – you know, you, you have you have one bad play, but you're still in this ball game. The way their season's going, you kind of have that. You know, what do we have to lose? Kind of attitude, but uh, you know, one play on 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 the defensive side, a fluke play, really uh, that that uh, causes a touchdown for Columbia. Um, you still got a pretty good chance to uh, force the field position battle, and it looks like they're still going to try and go for this thing as as the quarterback comes back out onto the field. As they spread their receivers way out, two to the left, far left, one to the far right. Got a wing back and a tail back in that shotgun position for Smith. Here it is, third, excuse me, fourth and one at the Warriors' 42-yard line. There's the snap. Going to hand it off right up the middle, and he is Did not going to make it. Didn't get it. So that's going to be a turnover on downs. Who was there? Altry Smith and Dawson was there. I'm not sure. And Malik Smith was there. So just a pride of the, of the Lions were right there, not going to let him get across that yard to gain. whole lot of Lions in on that play right there. And it's it's awesome to see uh, that, you know, we turn it over on downs. And that just shows you uh, the, the depth that Columbia has, all these players on the sideline. They turn it over on downs. Only five players switch in and out from the offensive side. So six players going both ways here. All right, here we go on the Columbia's first offensive possession here. There's Cason Tice at quarterback. He's going to throw across the middle, and it's complete. Justice Haggard, he catches it at the 30. He's at the 10. He's in the end zone. Touchdown, Columbia. Justice Haggard, a 41-yard strike on the first offensive possession for the Columbia Lions. What an outstanding play, and, and this is exactly what I'm telling everybody. Cason uh, Tice, if you give him a chance, he doesn't miss within 20 yards of the line of scrimmage. A perfectly placed ball right there from Tice. We'll see it on the instant replay right here. And uh, you see on the 41-yard line, Tice steps back. Perfect strike to Haggard. Safety got caught out of position, and there he goes. Haggard all the way for six. 41-yard touchdown. 8.32 to go, and Columbia's already up by two scores. And there's That's spectacular. There's Beto to make the extra point good. Looks like he's I don't think he's missed an extra point this year. That looks great. That was no, that ball so. that ball was perfect there. But what a what two great plays, one on defense for the touchdown and now one on offense and their first possession. So Columbia really getting on the board fast. Eight minutes, 32 seconds to go, and it's 14 to nothing. Yeah, just a, a beautiful ball from Case and Tice that time. A lot of questions about uh, we might see Burton Moore tonight. Uh, and uh, well, we could now with I mean, if we get the, we work the score well, up, we could see a lot of players play. That's and, what you want, right? If you can get yes, the score on that. I'm saying in a different light and. Um, you know, I've heard a lot of a lot of talk about that, and I've kind of disagreed with with that. I've thought that Kaysen has done a fine job, even though uh, on paper you look, he went for one for eleven last week, but within twenty yards of the line of scrimmage, the dude is money, and you saw it right there with a forty-one yard strike to Haggard. Really sweet. Here's Garcia, his third kickoff already inside four minutes, received at the fifteen for the Hunters Lane Warriors, and. The returner, nowhere to go, but he breaks out the side and makes up for some yards that he would have lost. Uh, got away from some of those would-be tacklers and gets it up to about the 35 is where they're going to have it first and 10 for the Warriors. He ended up getting pushed out by uh, Luis Garcia. 
good, good, good coverage from him right there. Well, here we go. Yeah, they're going to spot it at the 35. Third possession now for Hunter's Lane. Defense has done a fantastic job for the Lions so far. They need to keep it up right here. It's Caleb Smith, the quarterback for the Warriors. Alone in the shotgun, he's got five receivers to his right. Five receivers lined up over here on this near side. What in the world? He's gonna, now that's going to be an illegal formation, right? Because there's a flag over there. It's got to be. You only had uh, – I don't think you had enough people on the line of scrimmage. A lot of people in the backfield. We'll, we'll see. Got to call it a false start or illegal, illegal procedure. Illegal formation, yeah. Well, it probably right. won't set up in that one again. I, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think I've seen that. Five, a quintuplet set yeah. to the right side. So once they're doing it again, they're going to line up okay. five receivers over here on the right or the far right side, the Columbia side, the near side. One receiver on the upper left side, and that's who he's no, – he's just going to run it, pull it down and run it. But, no, he's not going to run it because Jaravius Hall is right there for another five-yard loss. What an outstanding play. A good pursuit from Jaravius that time. And, uh, I mean, he just he just wanted it right there. He slipped through the initial push of the line of scrimmage. and uh, Wow. Great play from him. Good wow. sack. Back Second up and 20. Second and 20 for the Warriors. Ball spotted at their own 25-yard line. Got to get it to the 45 for the first. Here's three receivers to his right, two to the left. Now in motion, there's a jet sweep right up the middle. Got room to run. He's going to pick up 12, 13, four, maybe yeah, 14 yards. So a good little play that uh, just that that jet sweep guy, he was coming through quick, but he saw a hole in the middle, and he took off right up the middle and got 14 yards. Yeah, it was a good cutback from him. He got to the line of scrimmage, uh, was kind of blocked off to the right side, cut it back towards the middle of the field, and, and got north and south really quickly. The guy's got a lot of speed right there and um, made it a very much more manageable third down than, than they probably expected it to be here. Third and six. Clock runs seven minutes to go here in this first quarter. Columbia leading 14 to nothing. Handoff up the middle. Running back looking for room. He's got his first down across the 45, still on his feet. Finally gets pushed out of bounds over here. Not seeing who that was. Finally got him out. His Whitehead. Whitehead. Running that ball was McGill for the Warriors. A really pretty good run by him. Uh, Close to a 10-yard run. That was the same guy that that ran the jet sweep, too, I I believe. I was thinking he was four. It was Christopher Hayes that did that jet sweep. Yeah, the the athletes on the perimeter for Hunter's Lane, they've they've got some ridiculous speed, and and Columbia's kind of having a tough time on this possession adjusting to it. First and 10 now, their first first down of the game at at their own 48-yard line. Here's the give up the middle. Same play right up the middle. It goes... And nowhere he's going is is he's caught right at the line of scrimmage by a host of, of Lions. Walton, the running back for Hunter's Lane, he's actually going to lose a couple of yards. Yeah, that was, that was people maybe, from, from every single uh, yeah. level of the Columbia defense that got in on that tackle. Uh, Clanton was in on it. Uh, Kamarion Dawson was in on it. Whitehead was in on it from the defensive line. And even even Jordan Davis from his corner spot came down and, and put a lick on, on the running back as well right there. Good play from the Columbia defense. No gain. Second and 10. Ball at the 48-yard line of Hunter's Lane. 
Here's the shotgun snap. Going to be another jet sweep to the left side, and there's no room there as Jaravius Hall fills up the hole, and Cam Bratton finishes him off as uh, that duel right there. That's quite a good duel to have, Jaravius Hall and Cam Bratton on your defensive line, and there's a there's an injured player for Hunter's Lane. Yeah, it will take a timeout here, but a, but a very athletic play right there from uh, mainly an offensive lineman throughout his, his three years at Columbia Central, now a senior. Um, great athletic play from the defensive line spot from Cam Bratton right there to, to finish off the job after Dravius Hall stopped him. Offensive lineman Donovan House, injured player for the Warriors. And we'll take a quick timeout. Hopefully he can get back on his feet and get to the sidelines and tell you you're listening to Columbia Central Football on Front Porch Sports Radio. Stoltz, owner and manager at Columbia Ace Hardware. We have changed our store hours to better serve our community. Columbia Ace Hardware is now open from 7 to 7, Monday through Friday, from 8 to 4 on Saturday, and closed on Sunday. Come see us at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard and let us show you customer service that can only be found at Columbia Ace Hardware. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. The injured player for Hunter's Lane helped to the sideline. We'll hope he's going to be okay. He couldn't put much weight on that right foot as he went off the field. But, but here we are, third and ten, five minutes, 35 seconds to go here in this first quarter. Columbia leading 14 to nothing. Caleb Smith takes the shotgun snap, looking to throw, going downfield deep, and that looks like Justice Haggard's going to pick it off at the Columbia 25-yard line. He's back to the 40. He crosses right up to midfield. That's going to be a horse collar. Where's the Where's the penalty? That's a classic horse collar, is it, it sure, not? Yeah, it sure was. I mean, he grabs a hold of his back shoulder pads. That's a horse, but they're not going to call it. But anyway, another interception, the second interception for Columbia, as you could just see that ball falling oh, yeah. right into yeah, the hands of Justice Haggard. Yeah, right? and here's the replay right here on, on the live stream as as he throws it downfield. Haggard, it was just a little bit underthrown. He had a guy with a step on him, uh, Haggard from a safety spot in perfect position right there and definitely got horse collared right there at the 49-yard yeah. line. But, hey, we'll take it. 49-yard yes. line for, uh, for, uh, uh, for field position. Yep. Here's Case and Tice. First and ten at midfield. There's a snap looking to throw. There's the screen pass to Caden McCoy. Gets it at midfield, and he's going to get up four, maybe five yards before he's brought down. So that play was a little slow to develop over there on the right side for that screen pass, but still get five yards, I'll take it. And that's usually how you want those screen plays to develop. They're usually a a lot more – they take a lot more time to develop as as the offensive linemen have to get off of their blocks and then get out in front of Caden McCoy, the the recipient of that screen pass right there, uh, to to create a a lane of blocking. Still a four- or five-yard pickup right there for Columbia, which is good on first down either way you look at it. Um, But definitely definitely would have liked to see a a better blocking effort from that wall out there from the Columbia offensive line. Those guys uh, from the Hunter's Lane defensive line sniffed that one out pretty well. Second and five, Case and Tice. Calling out the signals, and I saw some movement. I did too. What did? What are they oh, calling? There's zeros on the play clock. Oh, and, but that yeah. definitely they're going to wave that off cause because the, the, it, the play clock never reset. That I mean, they ran that one pretty quickly. I thought we were going to get called for movement, maybe an early early start by one of our receivers is what. Yeah, they wave it scared. off there. Yeah. That's, that's great. Very good. So we'll 
get it reset here at, uh, as the play clock now running. Second and five for the Lions. Looking to throw again. He's backed up. He's throwing it deep. Looking for Haggard. And what a catch at the 13. Haggard takes it inside the five-yard line to the three. What a catch by Justice Haggard. First and goal, Columbia. I don't think I've ever seen a prettier pass in high school football than that one right there that Cason Tice just made. My goodness, what a pass from Cason Tice. We'll see it again right here before they do another play. How unbelievable as Tice drops back here. An absolute floater dime to Justice Haggard as he hauls it in inside the five-yard line. What a play from the Columbia <laughs> offense. John Moore is not happy beside yeah. us. First and goal something. from the three. Give it to McCoy. He's looking to get in the end zone. Gets hit and gets to the one. He gets hit and breaks out of that first tackle, but not the second. Gets to the one. So second and goal from the one. That's the first running play, I think. I, don't I think, think you're we, right. I don't well, think we've had a running play. It, it obviously is because on the on the first play, the first possession, it was a touchdown pass. It's a 41 yard touchdown pass from Tice. We've we've thrown it twice in a row here, uh, and then yeah, that's the first run for Caden McCoy tonight. Not really what anybody expected. Nope, nope. Here's the eye formation now, and uh, Case and Tice gets pushed into the end zone. Uh oh, they're going. He gets a touchdown, but uh, they're going to say like what? Pushing or yeah, something? Yeah, you're, you're, you're not allowed to push the pile in, in high school football. Who and was that? That was that they're going to call it on. I, I think understand. it was the fullback, Chris Cathy, number 36. Yep, it was. But I I thought you could do that. You just can't do that in high school right? because they do it everywhere else. You can in pro football I, in in the NFL. I don't think you can do it in college either. But it looks like they do it. It sure does. There, there's ways around it. You can push the guys around them. You can push You can push the guards. You can push the center. Uh, you can make more movement for that quarterback to move behind, but you cannot push the ball carrier forward. Second and goal now from the seven. Here's Case and Tice, high formation. Give to McCoy on the left side. Picks his way through. He's going to get into the end zone. Touchdown, Columbia. Just like that. 20 to nothing with two minutes, 45 seconds here in this first quarter. Columbia up three scores. Yeah, an unbelievable play from Caden McCoy. Uh, kind of a, you know, kind of a signature way that he runs the ball right there. And, um, you know, he, he dodged a couple of guys, cut it back to the inside, then cut it back out. We'll see the replay here of that touchdown of that touchdown play from Caden. Uh, but, yeah, he, 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 cuts, he cuts to the outside, the left side. We'll see it right here as a ball snapped by Tice. Cuts back in, then cuts back out, and then finds his way into the end zone. He's got wow. so much patience uh, as a ball carrier, and you see and it the right vision. there. And yes. He's got that vision. He, can just, he just knows how to dodge those would-be tacklers and leave them like trying to tie their shoes, right? Yes. <laughs> Shaking them out of their shoes, yeah. you could say. Yeah. So, and then Garcia. His third extra point is good. So now the score 21 to nothing already. Columbia leading in this first quarter with two minutes, 45 seconds to go here in this non-region game. But two Class 5A teams going at it here under the lights here on Friday night at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Yeah, but I believe uh, Hunter's Lane in uh, – Class three five A Columbia obviously in region or no region region five five A uh, is Columbia and Hunter's Lane in region three five A. Uh, I'm, I'm I got seven region seven, seven you're, 5A. Yeah, you're right you're right you're region right. seven me. they play with the Hendersonvilles and Beach 
They're in that, okay. in that gotcha. region up there north of Nashville. And it's kind of good that we didn't have to go to north of Nashville. That's where we would be tonight, uh, but we're in the friendly confines of Lindsey Nelson. A great kick here from Garcia at the five for Hunter's Lane. Crosses the 20. Got room on the outside, and he's across the 40. He's got one man to beat, and that's Garcia, and he's not going to catch him, and there are no flags. Looky here, Garcia, it's a touchdown all the way back, a 95-yard return after a great kick from Garcia. Unreal. Second week in a row now that Columbia has allowed a kickoff return. Unbelievable that Columbia, uh, after, after, you know, a few weeks of this ha- of this happening all season so far. Marshall County had great returns uh, in their in their kick game. Had the had the kickoff return for a touchdown last week at Dixon County, and that is just that is infuriating mm. that these guys have not been one fired or two told to stay in their lanes and make a tackle on the kickoff coverage uh, team. Yeah, this, it's unbelievable mm. that they're not making those plays. Yeah, I think that was McGill for. Hunter's Lane that took it 95 yards. It's Two minutes, 29 seconds to go. A new score here as uh, Hunter's Lane now is going to attempt their extra point. And there's the kick, and it is good. So now 21-7 to as Hunter's Lane gets on the scoreboard after they hadn't had anything on offense and uh, hadn't been able to stop us on defense. But they make a, they make a statement with a kickoff return for a touchdown. So we'll take a quick timeout. Tell you that Columbia still leads 21 to 7 here in this week three ball game under Friday Night Lights. This is Front Porch Sports Radio. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled. But then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. And welcome back to Lindsey Nelson Stadium as Hunters Lane gets ready to kick off for the first time tonight as uh, they uh, just got through taking the kickoff return 95 yards here at Lindsey Nelson Stadium to cut the lead down to 14 for Columbia, 21-7 with 2 minutes, 29 seconds to go here in this first quarter. Yeah, Garcia was the last one on that kickoff right there to uh, have an effort at the ball. He made the, the play over here on this side, but uh, just didn't have the angle on that one. Jordan Davis gets it at his 17, crosses the 30, looking for room, and he's going to go down, still battling his way, trying to get to the 35. He's going to make it to the 34 is where Columbia will have it first and 10 right there. Jordan reminds me a lot of Randy Moss. He does. In, in his younger days. He, he looks like him. He's a tall, lanky guy, and yep. uh, he's got a whole lot of speed. That's just the thought that crossed my mind right there. I don't know why it did while he was running, but uh, I think that's a good comparison for him. But hopefully he can make a, a splash right here on the offense. He is in there for anybody wondering, and yep. uh, we're very thankful that he is. And as you said, we've got a lot of players, especially on that offensive line, that are that, that go both ways on the defensive line. Let's see now as Case and Tice – they're going to call timeout. I'm hearing timeout being hauled up here from the coach's booth. I think there's probably too many players on the field. 
I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, I just counted 12. Is there 12? Yes. So John Moore saw that before I did, and uh, and Caden was back there counting because he he seemed to think that there was something wrong, a miss. Caden was in the as his tailback position. He was counting, and then and then it, he thought, well, they're fixing to snap this. I'm going to have to get ready. So I don't think he got through counting. Yeah, no, that's 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 a you know another one of those things. Columbia can't start having these mental mistakes. Uh, you know, you go up twenty-one to nothing, you kind of think that the game's over, and you you, you fail to realize uh, that we're still in the first quarter of play, and there's still two minutes to go in the first quarter. We haven't been playing a lot of football uh, for a very long amount of time, and. Um, those kind of mental mistakes right there can kill drives. You're already going to be set up in a first and 15 now. No, we got or, the timeout. Yeah, we did get the timeout. Yeah. You burn a timeout. Yeah. 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 Which, you know, you might want to have it in a, yeah. a two-minute drill in the second quarter to get some more points on the board because who knows, we might give up another kickoff return for a touchdown. Well, they better not. Somebody's going to be in real trouble yeah, if there we'll, is. We'll hope. We'll hope. <laughs> All right, so here we go. First and 10. Ball at the 34-yard line of Columbia. Cason Tice going to give to McCoy on the left side. He breaks through one, his first would-be tackler, and gets up to the 40-yard line. So a six-yard pickup uh, for Caden McCoy there on first down, second and four. Yeah, uh, McCoy beat everybody to the sideline, the Columbia sideline here, and just uh, met with two Hunters Lane defenders. Couldn't shake those guys. Got taken down. Uh, still a good pickup of about six yards. Sets up a second and four. So here's Tice under center. Caden McCoy, the lone t- setback. Tice gives to McCoy on the right side, picking his way through, looking for that first down yardage. He's, He's got, got it. it across the 45 to the 46-yard line of Columbia, where he does pick up his first down, a five-yard gain to get the first down. Yeah, Columbia's had a lot of splash plays. This is the drive where I kind of see him settling in and, and running some clock off of the scoreboard here. Uh, you know, three touchdowns on on you know, uh, really caused by three plays of 40 40 yards or more had, uh, you know, two touchdowns of that caliber and then the one great pass to Haggard inside the five and then the run by McCoy. But I see them slowing things down a little bit here. Tice fakes to McCoy looking to throw deep. He's got Britton down there, but he just just out out of his reach for Josh Britton on the far sideline inside the the 35 yard line of Hunter's Lane uh, that would have been that would have been pretty he had his man beat but Tice just a little overthrow on that mark but uh, I mean I, I'm thinking that was the first one I'm no sure. that's definitely it's the first in completion I, yeah. I believe but um, I think Britton had a chance at that ball I think he saw it and uh, it was kind of more towards the sideline it had the distance to it to hit him in stride but uh, if Britton had worked a little bit more towards the sideline it would have been right on him Still a great pass from Tice, in my opinion. Second and 10 at the 46. Give this time to McCoy around the right side, looking for room. Breaks one tackle and, and uh, gets to midfield is where he's going to go down. It's going to be second, or excuse me, third and about six. Uh, that's what here is we get under one minute to go here in this first quarter. Clock will run. They might get one more play off here depending on, on the play. Yeah, I see, you know, probably going to be a pass play right here as you're still technically in in Columbia territory right there. The ball and the nose of the ball touching the white line of the 50-yard line right there at the uh, Lions head logo. Um, Yeah, probably one more play as we're now about to go under 15 before the ball snap. 
Here's Cason Tice in the shotgun formation. Caden McCoy on his left hip looking to throw. The left-hander finds a receiver down the sideline and Got makes it. the completion to Jordan Davis on the far sideline up to the 40, excuse me, the 38-yard line is the connection from Tice to Davis. A great connection there. Yeah, and I think that has got triple zeros on the clock, but it's probably going to do it for the first quarter. Wow, what a play and now a good drive going now for the for the Lions as we'll finish up the first quarter. But what a first quarter it's been as Columbia gets 21 and Hunter's Lane is 7. We'll take a timeout and be back with second quarter action by telling you you're listening to Front Porch Sports Radio WKRM. Are you a homeowner looking to unlock the potential of your home equity? Explore a home equity loan with First Farmers. Hi, this is Felicia Brown with First Farmers, and we would like to invite you to access funds with a home equity loan. For home improvements, invest in education, or simplify your finances, you can make your dreams a reality with the power of your home equity. Get started today. Apply online at myfirstfarmers.com or call to speak with one of our team specialists at 1-800-882-8378. Equal housing lender. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Second quarter action now set to begin as Cason Tice, the quarterback for the Columbia Central Lions, backs up deep to throw it. And there he got a man way downfield, and it's going to be overthrown as Justice Haggard looked like he was kind of held up a little bit by that defender. But uh, no no call on the play as it'll be second now, second down and 10 from the Hunter's Lane 38-yard line. Yeah, that time I, I, I did see a little bit of a, of a hiccup on the route right there from Haggard. If he had gotten free right there around the 15-yard line, Tice had placed it perfectly right there next to the pylon on the left side of the field. Uh, that probably would have been six again on the first play to start this second quarter. But second and ten, um, you live to fight another day as he, as he outthrows everybody and, and got it out of harm's way. Again, looked like he was kind of held up by that defender, but no, sure no call on the play. But we're biased, right? A little bit. Tice under center now. He's going to give to McCoy on the left side. He breaks free. He's across the 30 and turning back around, reversing the field. and still up. Gets his first down. So another 12-yard pickup by Caden McCoy as he gets the first down for the Lions as they'll mark it at the 26-yard line of Hunter's Lane. Yeah, that's called a reach block when you when you push and pull on the outside of the offensive line and rip those guys kind of back into the inside of the of the field of play towards the ball. That allowed uh, Caden McCoy, and, and first of all, it was a great job of doing a reach block on that defensive end of Hunter's Lane by Dravius Hall. Pushed him back towards the middle of the field. Caden McCoy had wide open space to, to run on the left side of that offensive line, and he takes a breather right here as he comes out. I bet they're throwing. It's Cortraz Walker. They are now. throwing. There's a screen. Oh, oh my, my goodness. goodness. Almost intercepted by uh, Hunter's Lane. They were lucky that, that that linebacker dropped that ball as they were trying to get the screen to 
torture uh, as Walker. To, yeah, to Walker, and their Hunter's Lane defender was right there, and we're fortunate that he dropped that ball. So Very, very fortunate. as, as he could have gone. Oh, yeah. There <laughs> yeah. was nobody else except Tyson, and, and he was pretty pretty parallel to him at that point at the 40-yard at the line. Yeah. Um, but Tice really just didn't see that defender right there. He was trying to get a, get a, get a dump down to Cortrez Walker because somebody didn't pick up the middle linebacker who came in on the blitz. Well, I, now I'm showing that that was that defensive tackle that for Hunter's Lane or defensive end that was making that play. So here's Tice in the shotgun looking to throw deep. He's got Davis towards the end zone. That's interference and a touchdown, oh Columbia. Goodness. Wow, that Whoa. was interference and the touchdown by Jordan Davis. Wow, a 26-yard strike from Cason Tice to Jordan Davis. Touchdown, Columbia. We'll see what the flag is, well, but obviously it's, it's going to be pass interference on Hunter's it's lane. It's got to be. It's got to be. I mean, they're not even they're not even flinching here. That I, oh, they, did they call it? it? I right didn't here. even see it. Let's see it again right here. Is Garcia gets ready for the extra point attempt for his fourth on the night. If you're watching on Facebook Live, you there goes. high snap. And the kick is good the, by the, Garcia. On the live stream right there, you see Jordan Davis come down with it and make the grab for the fourth Columbia touchdown of the night. What a play. 10.58 to go here in the second quarter now as Columbia gets on the board one more time. Now leading 28-7 to over Hunter's Lane. We'll take a quick timeout. We'll be right back after this on Frontport Sports Radio. I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or parksmotorsales.com. And welcome back to Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Ten minutes, 58 seconds to go here in this second quarter as Columbia gets their fourth touchdown of the night on a 26-yard strike to Jordan Davis from Cason Tice. And, Lewis, just what a play. What uh, The offense just looks awesome tonight with, for sure. The only down thing was that, uh, you know, the kickoff return. Well, and well hopefully uh, we see a squib kick right here. That one was intentional. And here's going to pick it up at the 23, or excuse me, the 18. Oh, goodness. And he's got barely going to get back across the 20-yard line for Hunter's Lane as they'll have it first and 10 now in this uh, second quarter of action. They're trailing 28-7. to seven. Yeah, that last touchdown right there was all Jordan Davis. Uh, uh, it was kind of underthrown by Tice that time for sure. And Davis kind of came back through through the defender's body and made the grab. Hence the Randy Moss comparison. You got Moss. That's exactly what he just did. And before that drive, I believe I mentioned, hopefully we can see Jordan Davis make a splash on the offensive side of the ball on this drive. And that's exactly what the kid did. No doubt about awesome it. Awesome play. No doubt about it. And he's taking a breather as well. He's, he's over here on a knee on the sideline. And it's Quan Sims and Terry Sharp in there at the corner spots. As now Caleb Smith back at quarterback in the shotgun for the Warriors. He's going to hand it off that same play right up the middle. Not going to get much. Maybe back to the line of scrimmage is all as Cam Bratton there on the tackle and Jarabius Hall once again for the defense of the Lions. 
Yeah, good play right there from the Columbia defense. Just a stack up at the line of scrimmage uh, Maybe from those guys. Yard. And, yeah, he did. Uh, probably, it looks like a yard and a half, actually. Second and 11. Good play. <clears throat> Still waiting on my interceptions from Roland. Yes. He needs to start working on those. They're going to throw it, so right now. get ready. All receivers are five. all spread out. Yeah. Two on the left, three on the right, as Caleb Smith all alone in the shotgun formation. Here comes the man in motion. Going to jet sweep it to him. And now we reverse. And oh, here no. comes. He's got some room. He's, we've got a little room, but then who's going to make that play? Terry Sharp Only three-yard pickup, as it turns out, after all of that. So a good a good play by Sharp. Yeah, he, a lot of those guys, that was, that was something that they hadn't seen so far tonight. A lot of those guys, especially the front seven, bid on that. And then they went to receivers split everywhere. Is Smith now? He's going to go down the big sack. Audrey Audrey Smith Smith makes the sack all the way back to the 11 yard line. It's going to be fourth and extremely long for the Warriors. What a play! That that whole defense was coming. It looked like to me they just unleashed. Unleashed the Lions. That's one that we're going to have to see again. Autry Smith not going to get a lot of opportunities to come on a corner blitz like that or a linebacker blitz, outside linebacker, that slot spot, and you see him race off the inside, nobody covering him, and he gets there first. Dravius always trying to get back there. Another great play uh, from the Columbia defensive side, and they force a punt and a good field position uh, battle winner right here is Haggard standing on the 50. So here's... uh Hunters Lane trying to get their players on the field as the play clock is going to go down before I think they get the snap off. Are they going to call a timeout? Yeah, I think they did. I think the, yeah. I think they, the coach saw that one. They called a timeout. They couldn't get their punting formation team in on time, and they take a timeout. And uh, they're going to be they're they're like you said the field for the the turnover of the field is really going to be to Columbia's advantage here with eight minutes, eighteen seconds to go. Yeah, um, it sure is. Haggard, Haggard going to be fielding on a 50 uh, and probably going to take a couple steps up um, after that, after watching a couple of uh, punt formation snaps from this Hunter's Lane team. Um, this Columbia offense is going to be set up again in plus territory, uh, and they're going to have another opportunity to put some more points on the board before halftime. And, and you got to think about this also. They probably could get a couple more possessions after this one here, and they get the ball back after halftime. A lot of opportunities for points here. All right, here's punt formation for Bartelt. Bartelt is at inside his five-yard line where he wakes the snap. There's the snap. They're coming for it, and it's blocked. It's in the end zone. It's going to be followed on for a touchdown. Who is that, Autry Smith? Smith? got it. He got it. Touchdown, Columbia. Wow. Another Another special teams touchdown. Goodness gracious. Well, forget about uh, the, the field position battle. I think Columbia would rather have that right there. <laughs> we'll see another replay as uh, another Columbia touchdown comes back down. We'll see it in slow motion, actually, here as, as Columbia uh, right here as the ball snapped. 
We'll see it in just a second here. Is There it is right there. And the whole team comes after the ball. I couldn't see who blocked it right there. But Smith, once again, right there in the backfield to fall on it for another touchdown for these Columbia Lions. Wow. Awesome. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Great defensive play. There's the point after attempt. And, oh, doggone it. Garcia hits it just, just to the left as the score will remain. But, goodness gracious, 34 now to 7 as Columbia dominating this first half of football here at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. They sure are in all, in all aspects of the ball game except for the kickoff coverage. Uh, that's the one that could use some work. But uh, we saw the special teams in another fashion, uh, you know, make up for that kickoff return touchdown. We get a special teams touchdown of our own right there uh, to make up for that kickoff return. And, uh, outstanding effort by that entire kickoff or punt return team, which is usually a lot of those first-team defense guys. They obviously were intending on coming after that one because they were so far back uh, in, their, in their own territory, and it landed on that one. I don't think Hunter's Lane was expecting um, for all those guys to be coming at the same time, but my goodness, did it work. Altry Smith, uh, who got the, that touchdown, is over here getting a break and getting a getting a drink of water uh, he, he deserves it he deserves it they, he's had a heck of a game so far court walker filling in for him he's usually on the kickoff team we'll Alt- see if that uh see if that makes a difference here here's garcia as he kicks off and it's another squib kick and that one's going to go out of bounds as well and uh, that'll make it put it on the 35 yard line for hunter's lane they're obviously trying to. They don't uh, want them to run it no, back. That's for sure. Not, they don't want them to have an opportunity to get it back deep and have the have the opportunity because you know when you squib it, those guys are there quicker and it's kind of more like a defensive play. When you kick it deep, there's a lot of time uh, for that for that kickoff return team for Hunter's Lane to set up their blocks, get into formation, form form walls right there in the blocking game and. Uh, create some space for those guys to run and get up to speed. And, and Hunter's Lane has, has a lot of athletes that can move really fast. Um, and, and we've been burned once tonight. Well, here's Hunter's Lane now. Eight minutes and nine seconds to go in this second quarter, trailing Columbia 34-7 to here uh, at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. First and ten from their own 35. Handoff up the middle. It was Hall that got the tackle right there. Another good good play from that Columbia front four. That's that Walton running back, number 88 for, for Hunter's Lane. A pickup of only two on the play, so it'll be second and eight. Audrey Smith getting a breather right here, and Cortrez Walker coming in to play uh, some outside linebacker uh, uh, opposite Roland Manning. I'm expecting Manning to get us one here. I'm have hoping to throw so, it. or he's going to hear it from me after this ball game. And yeah. That's a guy that I used to mess with a lot when he was a freshman. Uh, <laughs> They're going to have to throw. And he's so. turned into a pretty good ball player. When, and he, needs to, he needs to give me my interceptions. I'll just leave it like that. Well, here are the Warriors, second and eight, and there's a jet sweep. And there's Manning making the play along with – Clanton. Uh, it was Caleb Clanton. Caleb no, no Clanton. actually, no, Zach no. Cole in there on that's, the defensive line. I, I was fixing to say that was Lewis Maddox, <laughs> the number 65. Yeah, that's But uh, that wasn't Lewis Maddox. He was kind of like my little uh, <laughs> stunt double right there. Great guy, Zach Cole. And uh, he, he's, a, he's a high energy guy, played a lot of center, now playing, uh, starting at right guard for the Columbia offense. Uh, moved over, and Liam Titus took over that center role, but he's still in there on that <laughs> offensive line. Getting some defensive line action along with Anijah Hildreth, who is another guy on that Columbia offensive line that's in yep. there uh, on that front four as well. No gain. Third and eight. Passing situation. 
as Smith has five receivers. Somebody looked like they left early. Here's a throw out in the flat and dropped. It's going to be fourth and long, fourth and eight from Hunter's Lane 37. Surely they're punting. Yeah, it was a high ball right there, and uh, we're seeing a lot of Kamarion Dawson on that left side defensive end spot, or I shouldn't say weak side defensive end spot, because uh, Savion Ferguson is in street clothes along with Malachi Cordell, who plays a lot of safety and corner for the Columbia defense as well. Both those guys, uh, seniors, both of them in street clothes tonight, undisclosed injuries. I'm not sure. They're they're on the sideline in jerseys, but seeing, seeing a lot of Kamarion Dawson. Uh, and seeing a lot of Terry Sharp, Jordan Davis, and Quan Sims at those corner positions tonight on the Columbia defense. All right, Bartelt going to try to punt it again. He's getting the snap at about the 25, and there's a penalty. He gets the punt away this time. Ball drops at the 46, and Justice Haggard, this, this, the play's not over. He's ball, all baby. the way. He's at the 20, crosses the 20 inside down to the 15. <coughs> Goes Justice Haggard. So let's see what the penalty is. That that should be on maybe it's probably on an illegal formation unless Hunter's Columbia lane. unless Columbia lined up off sides. I don't see that being against Columbia. Well, let's see what the call is here. We will decline this, right? Uh, yes. <laughs> if that, I would if think it's so. on them, and that's what it looks like, but it's yeah, going to happen. The flag was thrown right here. We'll see an instant replay of this. It looked like everybody kind of died th- on that play. Haggard kind of picks it up. Nobody's really pursuing him, I and was, he runs it all the way up to about the 20-yard <laughs> line right there. Unbelievable. I, I wasn't ready to call it. I just kind of thought it was going to be a – It looked like a dead play, and yeah. Hunter's Lane thought so as well, but we're set up on the 15-yard line. Wow. And Burton Moore's in the game. There he is. It's 34-7, to you know. You, you, it's maybe time to think yeah. about getting some guys in there uh, that, that hadn't had any play time uh, six to see soft, how they do. Six-foot sophomore. He's, he's got a lot more size than, than, than the junior case and Tyson does, but uh, a lot less experience. Gives to McCoy on the left side. He's got room. There's a flag. He's in the end zone. Touchdown, Columbia. But let's look and see about the flag. It could be a block in the back or a hold on Columbia. Yeah, usually from that spot it's going to be a holding. That's holding. what it is. Holding against Columbia, so that backs up Columbia from the from the Hunters Lane 15. That'll back them up 10. Yep, back from the uh, spot. Uh, yes, that is a spot foul. Uh, don't know where exactly that foul occurred. There they go. Mark it from the 15. Find out. So it'll go back outside the red zone. That's a killer for Columbia. Be a first and 20. Well, they'll spot it. On the near side, hash mark at the 25-yard line. First and 20, six minutes and nine seconds to go here in this first half of play. Burton Moore, the sophomore, now in at quarterback for the Lions. As he looks to the sideline to make sure he's got the play right in the shotgun, and he's going to throw it right away to Jordan Davis. He gets it at the 20, and he streaks into the end zone. Touchdown, Columbia. Wow, another touchdown pass and catch to Jordan Davis for the Lions. And and what a great play. uh, The first pass attempt from Burton Moore in his Columbia Central varsity career. Uh, goes for a touchdown here as uh, we'll get an instant replay of this touchdown as well. Um, a great pass, just a one-step drop. Moore was in the gun that time, uh, and we'll see the uh, the extra point here before we before we play this touchdown again. But another score for Columbia right here. And Moore goes in to be the extra point holder. There's the kick by Garcia, and it is good. 
So now Columbia with five minutes and 50 seconds to go here in this second quarter of play, the first half. They're up 41-7. to And here, and here if you're go. looking on Facebook, uh, you, you can see the replay right here, the, the pass from Burton Moore to Jordan Davis. He catches the ball at the 15, and he's just going to go into the end zone. Yeah, I'm kind of running out of highlight room here in my, in my <laughs> repertoire. We're going we're gonna to look at oh, back. Oh, you have them? Oh, yeah, You're, I'm saving okay. them tonight. Uh, all right. Figured out how to do that. So we'll, we'll watch all the highlights back at the end of the ball game here. And um, But, yeah, a huge, huge lead for Columbia. If they put up one more score here before halftime, it's going to be a running clock in the second half. Wow. I mean. Mercy rules 35 points. And, we, can, uh, we can get to the fair early, right? I'll, I'll go. <laughs> I'm sure go? there's going to be a lot of Columbia folks to want to go to the fair. That's another thing I wanted to mention. This was always uh, – Fair Week was always one of my favorite games to play. You've got such a cool background, and there's tens of thousands of people around uh, around this uh, area right now. It's just a great atmosphere uh, for before and after the game. It's always ones that, one that you would want to win. Wow. Ooh, that's close to being a late hit. But Whitehead uh, took a little front flip there a little late. Yeah, but the squib kick by Garcia, and uh, that ball was fumbled by the receiver there to begin with, but they did fall on it at their own 40-yard line will be Hunter's Lane now. Another chance to uh, try to get something going together on offense for them as they've struggled for sure all night because of that Columbia defense. And now some new players in on defense. Uh, yeah, the front seven, the, the front four, all new, I believe. A lot of new guys. Uh, we'll see who uh, number seventy-one is on that on that side. That's a backup. That's uh, Jarrett Stevens actually in there, uh, along with uh, Zach Cole, Anijah Hildreth, and Josh Britton on that front four for for Columbia. Here's Smith looking to throw. There's the pass and catch, uh, complete, and. And he's going to get his first down, and then some. He's Hunter Woody finally brings him down way inside Columbia territory, so a great pickup there for the Warriors, one of the best plays they've had all night. Uh, a great gain all the way down to the Columbia 35-yard line. It'll be first and 10 for the Warriors. Yeah, just made Caleb Clanton miss right there. That was uh, the initial guy to him on, on Columbia's defensive side, and uh, kind of hit the outside, got one block, and, and made the most of his of his room right there. A lot of speed. I keep telling everybody this. Uh, Hunter's Lane, these these skill position guys have a lot of speed, uh, and when they get some open space, they're taking advantage of it for sure. That was their receiver Bowers that made that play. Now a screen pass coming back and reversing his field to ground to the right side, gets back to the line of scrimmage, and then some still on his feet, and finally uh, gets. Knocked down just before he gets pushed out of bounds. So a pickup of five for the Warriors as McGill comes comes around almost like a jet sweep. Kind of similar play right there is this time Cole kind of misses the shoestring tackle and um, oh yeah, and then uh, yeah, kind of got it back to the other side of the field and uh, picked up picked up some good yardage. Second and five for the Warriors. At the Columbia 30. Here's Smith. All alone in the shotgun looking to throw. He's got a lot of time. Being pressured. Being pressured. And now he's going to go. Now, no, he had him. But, boy, what a great lick there as Cole had him and couldn't hang on. But somebody finished him off before he could make the first down. He sure did. Oh, great hit there by, I'm not sure who was that, 16, it looks like, for Columbia. That's somebody, Richard Powers. 
Wow. Great I think that was him. Richard Powers. I think it was. Yeah, it was. He's playing He's playing yes. rolling Manning spot. We'll see wow. him right here. He comes up. <laughs> that was Great a stick. By Powers. Was it Powers? Yeah, it was. Wow. <laughs> he's playing that outside linebacker spot. Awesome. Still so now, rolling Manning. third and four from the Columbia 29-yard line. Here's Smith in the shotgun. Now they're going to – Columbia's going to call timeout. They didn't like something set up there. Maybe had too many men. I'm not sure what's going on, but they took it, taking a timeout. We'll take a quick timeout with them. But three minutes, 33 seconds to go. Columbia up 41-7 to here at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. You're listening to Columbia Central High School Football on Front Porch Sports Radio. We always get the question, what is Caledonia? That's easy. We're a full financial services firm. Who is Caledonia? Well, that's a little more interesting. Monty has an economics background. Daisy and Perry come from the banking world. Gay is an accountant. And Thomas has science and business degrees. Blair was a small business owner. Finally, I'm Becky Price, and I have a background in education. Together, we make up Caledonian Financial in historic downtown Columbia. Securities and investment advisory services offered through NBC Securities Incorporated. Member FINRA and SIPC. This is WKRM 103.7 Columbia, Tennessee. You're home for the Columbia Central Lions for over 75 years. So far, the best drive of the night for the Hunters Lane Warriors as they've gotten to the Columbia 29-yard line, but facing a third and four here with just over three minutes to go here till halftime. Columbia leading 41-7. to Here's Smith. Takes the shotgun snap. He's being pressured. That was a hold. They didn't call it. Uh, was it intercepted or it was, dropped? It was, it was wow. broken up by Terry Sharp. But he broke off of his guy and made a great play right on the ball. He had his eyes on the quarterback the whole time and uh, broke towards the middle of the field to his left. Almost picked it off. He had a hand on it and uh, ended up just knocking it away. Kept it from going to... Uh, McGill, who was trying to get that ball for the Warriors. So now fourth and four. Obviously, they're going for it uh, at the Columbia 29-yard line. Absolutely. Smith sends his three receivers to the near side, two to the far side, all alone in the shotgun formation. Looks like Columbia's coming. Now the front four. He gets pressured, and there's a ball tipped up and not goes incomplete as he was trying to reach his receiver, Hayes. He had it in his hands, but just couldn't pull it in. So turns over on downs to Columbia as uh, number 17 was Corbin Corbin Williams. Williams, Almost had an interception himself right there. He couldn't hang on to it as the ball just falls to the ground. Yeah, him and a a lot of other Lions around him uh, were around that ball as well. Just nobody really was paying attention to where the ball was. It was up in the air for, for a good second. And uh, got some new players in on offense as well. It's still more at quarterback, and Powers comes in to play some receiver as well. Other than that, it still looks like the, the ones are out there. And Jamar Moore is out there as well. And here comes Nigel Hildreth is coming into the ballgame. He's the starting, starting right tackle. All right. So first and 10 for Columbia at their 29-yard line. Burton Moore in the shotgun formation. Caden McCoy on his right hip. He's looking to throw. There's the ball way downfield, and it's going to be picked off. Picked off at the 45-yard line is uh, Brinkley, Julian Brinkley for the Warriors, just kind of 
walks right into that pass from a, kind of a not a, a good advice pass by Burton Moore. So a, a turnover now for the the Lions as uh, the Warriors will take over at the Columbia 33-yard line, first and 10. Yeah, Burton Moore has all the intangibles to be a great quarterback in this offense, and uh, he's just a sophomore. This is his first varsity experience ever, minus the Jamboree. Uh, threw a touchdown on the last drive. That was the good. Yeah. Then we kind of see the bad. He throws a, he throws an interception on his first pass of this, of this possession. But uh, he will learn from that mistake and, and get better because of it. No doubt. <clears throat> Caleb Smith, there's a the ball. The ball is snapped. Is, oh, he wasn't ready for it. He just has to fall on it way back. A loss of almost 20. It goes back to the 49-yard line or the 48-yard line. It is at the 49, so wow. It was almost like Caleb Smith kind of rolled his eyes before he even well, ran back no, there to he grab was, the ball. He was actually pointing to one of his teammates to go somewhere, and then that ball came, and he wasn't ready for it. It just went to, to his right side, so he was not ready at all. No, he, he definitely was not ready for it. Second that's, and that's, 25. That's for sure. Second and 25. Now the ball backed up to the Columbia 49-yard line. Smith now in the shotgun. Gets this snap, looking to throw, being pressured, gets hit as he throws. And, oh, that fell on the rolling Manning. Manning. Should have. Oh, well, oh, it was, man. That ball just fell short, but uh, it was he was the nearest receiver, nearest person to that ball. He could have had it. Uh, that would have been great. But So now second, or excuse me, third and 25 for the, the Warriors. Yeah. Two minutes, 20 seconds to go here until halftime. There was an opportunity for, for Manning to at least, you know, get 50 percent of, of what he owed me but uh he could have tried a little hard for it in my, in my opinion right there well caleb got hit too dawson was that kamarian dawson that hit yeah, him in did. the backfield yes. as he just as he released the ball he took a big hit so here's here's smith now here comes the columbia defense to blitz and uh they're not going to get much gain there maybe a yard that far guy over there, that's too many yards. He didn't get that far. I guess where they're was, going to mark it. It was Hall and Whitehead right there, both together on that one. They brought Malik Smith in from, from his middle linebacker spot, uh, and they've got a lot of the ones back in on defense here. Timeout going to be taken by Columbia. But uh, if that was a pass right there, which I kind of expected it to be, it was kind of a fake pass and then a kind of a draw play handed it up the middle. Malik Smith, that would have been a perfect blitz mm. for a sack right there. He would have had a great hit on the quarterback. It really would. That was uh, McGill that got the ball, and now it's going to be fourth and a mile, fourth and 21 for the Warriors as we got right at 159 to go until halftime as Columbia a really nice lead, 41-7 to here just before the half. You can hear it kind of in the background, the public address announcer here at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. That's Dan Janes, and it's his birthday. Happy so, 69th, Dan. Yeah. I wasn't going to say how many, but happy birthday to Dan. He and, doesn't uh, care. <laughs> great, great public address announcer here for a long time. He's a tradition here at Columbia Central High School, and we're proud to wish him a happy birthday. So He told us not to tell anybody, but well, you know, we had to. I think up here, I mean, in the press box. Oh, okay. There's a the punt. And, oh, oh, Malik Smith has got a oh, – Oh, man. He, I thought Malik was gone. Oh, it was just really a short punt. And Malik Smith, the kind of the up back, 
just takes that ball right off the right off the turf. And uh, Malik almost had another chance. He was one player away from having another chance at another touchdown. There was one guy in between him and the end zone. I want to see that one again right there. Is uh, the punt? He caught. He could have almost caught it uh, off of the punt itself. It was such a wobbly low kick. He almost actually. I think he did catch it off the punt. Uh, and then there was just one guy right there to stop him and made a shoestring grab. Um, almost had an opportunity for another touchdown from Malik tonight. First and 10 at the Warriors' 48-yard line. Burton Moore, at quarterback, rolling out to his right, looking to throw. He's got a man downfield. It's complete to Frierson at the 20-yard line. Inside the 20 goes K.J. Frierson for the great completion there from Burton Moore. Yeah, Moore that time, a spectacular pass from him as he's rolling to his right. He's in the shotgun right here. We'll see the replay as he's rolling to his right and that kind of jump pass throws it off and places it directly on Frierson down there uh, for about a 30 to 40 yard gain. A great play from Burton Moore coming off of that interception on the last possession. First and 10 now in the red zone for the Lions at the 19-yard line with one minute, 15 seconds to go here in this second half. Now Moore throwing back across. He turns his body all the way around and tries to throw a, a, a shot over here in the flat to Jamar Morris. Jamar Morris and just falls incomplete. Just a little too hot. Yeah, and um, that's and, kind of a strength and a weakness right now for Burton Moore. He's, he's got some size and he's got some he's got some muscle on him as well. He's, he's, a, he's definitely a bullet pass thrower and that time kind of want some a little bit more touch on the ball uh, to go to something in the flat like that a screen to Morris that time uh, just too hot for him to handle but a good looking play and they'll do it again second and 10 from the Warrior 19 yard line as Burton Moore in the shotgun he's throwing again looking to throw waiting waiting and his receiver gets knocked down as he throws it into the end zone incomplete as uh, two receivers got kind of got tangled up over there on the far sideline, Powers and Frierson, as he was, I think it was going to be Frierson to break free, to break free into the end zone, but he got tangled up and went down on the ground. Yeah, it was kind of a designed legal pick right there from, from those two <laughs> Columbia receivers as, as Burton Moore kind of came to the inside, and then Frierson was supposed to cross out to the outside and tie up those two cornerbacks out there actually the corner and the safety, and it looks like they're in that same formation, but they kind of ran into each other, and both of them fell down. It was a good ball for Moore. Third and ten. Here's Moore looking to the same same play, play, looking for Frierson in the corner of the end zone, and there's the ball just knocked out of the way right at the last second. A great play there by the defense of the Warriors as Frierson was was ready to catch that ball, but that uh, player for the Warriors was right there, number 40. Lavarius Anthony it looked like he just kind of tipped it away right at the last moment. Yeah, it almost looked like it went off the top of his helmet. Uh, he, he didn't even look back for the ball, and it was a it was a perfect ball from Burton Moore, but even better coverage uh, from the Hunter's Lane side went right off his helmet. He was in perfect position, even though I don't think he knew it. So now Garcia going to attempt a 35-yard field goal. They'll spot it. There's the snap, and the kick is on the it way. Looks good. And it oh, is man. good. Wow. 35 yards from Beto. He gets us on the board again with a 35-yard. That changes the score to 44-7 to seven over Hunter's Lane with 48 seconds to go until halftime. That so, boot right there would have been good from, I think, 45. We'll take a look at that one again right there as he puts the 
foot to the ball on that one. What an outstanding, powerful kick from Luis Garcia uh, to put more points on the board for the Lions. Good hold by Case and Tyson there this time to hold that ball. A good play by the special teams of Columbia. Something that, you know, you want to see. You, you, it's a great, any chance you get to bring in your special teams, you never know when you're going to need them. And you can work on that in a real live situation, real game situation to get that field goal. Those field goals sometimes uh, in a season, you just never know when it's going to be so important that you get that. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where, where you don't want to rely on that until you have to. But when you have to, you want to be confident in your guy to to kick that ball. And uh, I think the coaching staff is becoming increasingly more uh, comfortable with Garcia in there to kick the ball. As there's a squib kick this time, going to be falling on over there at the 41-yard line. So another good field position here for Hunters Lane as uh, they've got 46 seconds to go until halftime, and I think only uh, one timeout remaining. So we'll see what they can do and see what Columbia's defense can do. It looks like some of the some of the starters for Columbia's defense are going to be back in there this time to see if they can kind of shut this thing down and get into halftime. Yeah, it's kind of half and half right now. It's ones and twos on, on the defensive side of the ball for Columbia right now, 46 seconds to go. Uh, they're just kind of trying to prevent something crazy from happening right here before halftime. We'll get the ball back after half. Uh, opportunity to put more points on the board. Probably going to see a lot more twos and threes uh, coming up in the second half, boy. So here's Smith, the shotgun, receivers everywhere, and he's throwing a quick quick shot over the middle and gets a good completion there, a six, seven-yard pickup as, uh, for Hunter's Lane. As they get close to midfield, they'll mark it at the 48-yard line of the Warriors. Clock runs now, 30 seconds remaining, second and three. Here's Smith. There's the snap, being pressured, throws it across the middle. Pass complete. First down. Looks like they're going to have a forward progress as, as uh, Walker's trying to hold on and bring him down. He finally gets him down inside Columbia territory at the 46, 47-yard line is where they'll spot it. They'll clock us. Now they start the clock back up. I don't think they're going to get a playoff. Now at five seconds. They're trying to hustle to the line, but believe it's going to happen. And that's going to do it. So it is the halftime now. An unbelievable first half of play for the Columbia Central Lions. Uh, as Columbia now leading 44-7 to over the Hunters Lane Warriors. So we'll we're going to get an opportunity to, to hear from Coach Goff here in a second from, uh, from Clayton Harris. Uh, but I think we'll take a, a quick timeout before then. We'll take a timeout and uh, regroup, and we'll be back with – uh, information for you. The Columbia Central High School Marching Band is making their way to the field. Uh, both teams are going to the locker room, and we'll see what what takes place here in this second half of play at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. 44-7, to Columbia all over Hunters Lane. You're listening to Columbia Central Alliance Football on Front Porch Sports Radio. Are you looking to turn your car into cold, hard cash today? Don't look any further than Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. You probably know us for selling cars, but did you know we're in the business of buying cars? That's right. We buy all makes and models at top dollar every day. Show up with your car and leave with cash. It's that easy. Stop by today to get a written offer on your vehicle. Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia is family owned and proud to serve our community. You can count on us. 
Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Welcome back in to Columbia, Tennessee, Lindsey Nelson Stadium, and we are at halftime where Columbia Central has a 44-7 lead over Hunter's Lane for Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, Columbia has just been all over the Warriors of Hunter Lane, Hunter's Lane tonight. Lewis Maddox and Lee Maddox on the call here from WKRM 103.7 FM on the radio. You can also catch our live stream for the rest of this ballgame and the rest of the games this season, home or away, uh, via WKRM on Facebook. Live stream will be there, and it'll also be on WKRMRadio.com, FrontPorchRadio.com. You can find that video there as well. Uh, Clayton Harris, our field reporter and coach, offensive line and defensive line slash freshman JV coach Clayton Harris, as well as station manager, caught up with Dravius, or not Dravius all, Coach Tradarius Goff. Uh, right after the halftime buzzer sounded, we'll hear from him, and then we'll go to a more commercial break, and then we'll be back for some more stats and highlights from the first half of play and get you ready for half number two versus Hunter's Lane. Here's Clayton Harris. Here at the half, it is the Lions 44 and Hunter's Lane 7. I'm with head coach Tredarius Golf and coach. It's a heck of a first half. Man, yeah, it, it is a heck of a first half. You know, a defense set the tone early, and the offense was able to finish some drives. Um, just got to keep going, and, and the game's not over yet. What's the message to your team here in the second half? Don't look at the scoreboard. Dominate each play. The, uh, the outcome is going to be the outcome. Just dominate each play. Good luck, Coach. Good luck. In the- there is Clayton Harris talking to Coach Shredarius Goff, and uh, – we will take another quick commercial timeout and bring back some more stats and highlights from the first half action. Once again, from Lindsey Nelson Stadium in Columbia, Tennessee, Columbia Central, the home team, leads Hunter's Lane from Nashville 44-7 to at the break. We'll join you back in just a few minutes. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. This is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager at Columbia Ace Hardware. We have changed our store hours to better serve our community. 
Columbia Ace Hardware is now open from 7 to 7, Monday through Friday, from 8 to 4 on Saturday, and closed on Sunday. Come see us at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard and let us show you customer service that can only be found at Columbia Ace Hardware. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or parksmotorsales.com. Hello, I'm Rick Whitley. And I'm Daniel Pollard from Jones and Lang Sporting Goods. We would like to take this opportunity to thank all of you for the many years of support. Since 1966, Jones and Lang has been locally owned and operated and supplying teams from T-ball to college. Stop by and see what we can do for you. We offer a wide variety of services from silk screening and embroidery to our custom trophy and awards department. We're open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and Saturday, 9 to noon. Remember, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. We always get the question, what is Caledonia? That's easy. We're a full financial services firm. Who is Caledonia? Well, that's a little more interesting. Monty has an economics background. Daisy and Perry come from the banking world. Gay is an accountant. And Thomas has science and business degrees. Blair was a small business owner. Finally, I'm Becky Price, and I have a background in education. Together, we make up Caledonian Financial in historic downtown Columbia. Securities and investment advisory services offered through NBC Securities Incorporated. Member FINRA and SIPC. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to the home of the Columbia Central High Lions, 103.7 WKRM, Columbia, Tennessee. We're going to let you listen to a little of the Columbia Central High School marching band here at halftime as Columbia leads 44-7. to
Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad Bobby Parks and my great granddad Julian Mays in 1958. We've been family owned the whole time and being family owned, locally owned means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Rick Whitley. And I'm Daniel Pollard from Jones and Lang Sporting Goods. We would like to take this opportunity to thank all of you for the many years of support. Since 1966, Jones and Lang has been locally owned and operated and supplying teams from T-ball to college. Stop by and see what we can do for you. We offer a wide variety of services from silk screening and embroidery to our custom trophy and awards department. We're open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and Saturday, 9 to noon. Remember, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. We always get the question, what is Caledonia? That's easy. We're a full financial services firm. Who is Caledonia? Well, that's a little more interesting. Monty has an economics background. Daisy and Perry come from the banking world. Gay is an accountant. And Thomas has science and business degrees. Blair was a small business owner. Finally, I'm Becky Price, and I have a background in education. Together, we make up Caledonian Financial in historic downtown Columbia. Securities and investment advisory services offered through NBC Securities Incorporated. Member FINRA and SIPC. Are you looking to turn your car into cold, hard cash today? Don't look any further than Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. You probably know us for selling cars, but did you know we're in the business of buying cars? That's right. We buy all makes and models at top dollar every day. Show up with your car and leave with cash. It's that easy. Stop by today to get a written offer on your vehicle. Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia is family owned and proud to serve our community. You can count on us.
Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. This is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager at Columbia Ace Hardware. We have changed our store hours to better serve our community. Columbia Ace Hardware is now open from 7 to 7, Monday through Friday, from 8 to 4 on Saturday, and closed on Sunday. Come see us at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard and let us show you customer service that can only be found at Columbia Ace Hardware. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled. But then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Are you a homeowner looking to unlock the potential of your home equity? Explore a home equity loan with First Farmers. Hi, this is Felicia Brown with First Farmers, and we would like to invite you to access funds with a home equity loan. For home improvements, invest in education, or simplify your finances, you can make your dreams a reality with the power of your home equity. Get started today. Apply online at myfirstfarmers.com or call to speak with one of our team specialists at 1-800-882-8378. Equal housing lender. American Standard. Heating and air conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. 
Hello, I'm Rick Whitley. And I'm Daniel Pollard from Jones and Lang Sporting Goods. We would like to take this opportunity to thank all of you for the many years of support. Since 1966, Jones and Lang has been locally owned and operated and supplying teams from T-ball to college. Stop by and see what we can do for you. We offer a wide variety of services from silk screening and embroidery to our custom trophy and awards department. We're open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and Saturday, 9 to noon. Remember, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. There is peace of mind in knowing that screenings can detect many health issues before they become serious. At Murray Regional Health, we offer a range of imaging screenings to help you and your physician monitor your health and identify potential issues, such as stones, cancers, and conditions that could lead to heart attack and stroke. These screenings include several exams that can be scheduled directly without a physician's order. Don't delay important screenings. Visit murrayregional.com today to learn more or call 380-4044 to schedule your screening. Are you looking to turn your car into cold, hard cash today? Don't look any further than Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. You probably know us for selling cars, but did you know we're in the business of buying cars? That's right. We buy all makes and models at top dollar every day. Show up with your car and leave with cash. It's that easy. Stop by today to get a written offer on your vehicle. Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia is family owned and proud to serve our community. You can count on us. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Welcome back to Lindsey Nelson Stadium here at halftime. We're just about ready to get back started for second half play here in the third quarter as Columbia all over Hunter's Lane here on this Friday night. Week three, 44 to 7. Lewis, uh, just a, a great display of football on behalf of the Columbia Central Lions tonight. And I think just maybe an overmatched Hunter's Lane team. Yeah, you know, Columbia obviously coming in uh, expected for this to be the outcome, you know, minus minus the kickoff return for a touchdown, Columbia has pretty much played flawlessly, and you know, a few plays on defense that uh, they've allowed hunters, they've allowed the hunters lane athletes to uh, get out of some tackles and break downfield for for some good gains. But Hunter's Lane, definitely a team that's, that's outmatched tonight, 44-7, to like you mentioned. Uh, 35 points is, is the mark for the running clock, so the clock will be running as we come out here uh, into the second half. But if they come out and score a touchdown, Hunter's Lane, it'll go right back to uh, regular scorekeeping, regular timekeeping and all, and all that. Um, but obviously Columbia a lot more, uh, a lot more as, it, as, as it comes to numbers, uh, a lot more when it comes to size, uh, and, and, you know, uh, just the physical numbers, execution. too. They, yeah, that's they've what I'm got saying. like 30 players, yes. maybe 35 I, players. That's total. what I meant. Yeah, that's yeah. what I meant. And, uh, um, for Hunter's Lane. And we'll probably see a lot of twos and threes out here for Columbia, especially 
uh, getting towards the end of this third quarter and into the fourth quarter. We might see the starters come back out right here uh, at the start of the second half, but I, I don't I don't foresee them being out there much longer than that. A few scores of interest here at halftime, the few that we've got. Lawrence County is at home against Lincoln County. They're, they're leading 13-7. to seven. Last night, Spring Hill, also in our region, Region 5-5A, uh, they got a big win over Maplewood, 41-14. to 14. Shelbyville at 1-1 one is hosting Coffee County. Franklin County is 0-2. They're on the road at East Hamilton. And then Tullahoma is at Rockville, both of those teams at 1-1. One one. We hopefully can have some scores later for you that, as we can kind of get them. But Tullahoma and Rockville, that should be a pretty good team. Uh, yeah, should be. a pretty be. good game. We go down and go down to Tullahoma later this season. That'll be, yeah. that'll be one that, that we should keep an eye on. And so here's uh, Hunter's Lane now ready to kick off to the Lions. And there's the kick as we're underway as Caden McCoy. No, who is that? That is McCoy. That is McCoy. He picks it up at the 10 or at the 15, and he's going to get back to close to the 30-yard line before he's brought down where Columbia will take over first and 10. Let's see who's going to be in at quarterback. It looks like it's going to be Case and Tice. Uh, oh, no. Excuse Burton me. Moore. Burton Moore. Burton yes. Moore is back in. At quarterback, I think Tice is not as done. Uh, he's got his he's got his rib protector wrapped around his back, and it's 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 unbuckled, and his okay. jersey's pulled up. I never um, didn't know why y'all did all that, but that's just what you do, right? Those jerseys are tight. Okay. Those jerseys are it. very very tight. So here's Burton Moore, the sophomore quarterback for the Lions. He's had a touchdown in the in the first half, and here he's in the shotgun. He's looking to throw again from his 25, and he's going to go down sacked. A four-yard loss as uh, he just couldn't get in touch with his receiver. And it looked like Jordan Davis was kind of covered and, and Frierson on the far side was covered. And he just had to eat that ball. Sure, he, that's not what the coaches want to see. No, but, it, uh, it's not. He's going to have to learn to start uh, working through his progressions a little bit. He had a, he had his eye on, on Jordan Davis the entire uh, time he was standing back there in the pocket. He had ample time to get rid of the ball, but – uh, just took a little bit too much time in that pocket getting rid of it. You'd like to see him uh, maybe try to roll out a little bit and then uh, get out of the get out of the pocket and throw yeah. it away. It looks like a, a wardrobe issue. I think I think Moore's pants were pulled up too high, and now Case and Tice is going to have to come in. There's a um, delay a game flag. Yes. They didn't want to maybe call the timeout, but I believe I would have just called the timeout. And that's something that's going to upset the coaching staff. Um, what happened for Columbia? Case and Tice had to come in know, because of a, 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 a wardrobe issue. With Tice Moore. looking to throw, and it's going to be intercepted at the 50, at the fifty yard line. Case and Tice just kind of comes off the bench, and I I, I think I would have delayed, I would have taken a a timeout or done something. Yeah. Or, you know, they had some time there after they got the penalty that uh, they didn't really have to get that play off like they did, and he just kind of threw it out there. And uh, Hunter's Lane picks it off, and they're in business now here Set up at the midfield. 50. Yeah, uh, Kaysen, like I mentioned, had his had his rib protector, um, which is a, a pad that goes around his, his midsection right there under his shoulder pads, had that completely off, had to put it on as he was running onto the field. And, yeah, like you mentioned, just kind of chucked it up there, and it was uh, Brink- not, not greatly placed. Brinkley picks it off, and now – Hunter's Lane now at the 50-yard line, first and 10. Just underway here in the third quarter. 
And there's Caleb Smith. He's just going to throw it out of bounds as he's being pressured by Dawson here on the near sideline. Yeah, good That's kind of what I wanted to Dawson. see. I wanted to see more, just throw the ball away, you know, when you're yes. um, a lot of times quarterbacks, they, they think maybe they're going to get away from that pressure, and but sometimes you just got to just throw the ball away. Yeah, and uh, Caleb Smith, the junior, showed a little bit more poise right there in, in kind of a similar situation that Moore, Moore found himself in. Uh, rolled out to his right side, didn't have anybody open, kind of just flipped it out of bounds. like so, to see Moore do the same thing. So this is all the ones here on Columbia's defense as I'm kind of yes. surveying the field here. So they'll get, a, am sure, a few snaps and try to shut this uh, Hunter's Lane offense down right here, second and ten at midfield. There's a jet sweep around the left side. And there's holding. And it's there's, the, there's the call. And uh, still made a great play. Roland Manning over there on the far side. And who was that other corner? I couldn't make out who Quad that was. Mal- Malik Smith oh. over there making the play. So Yeah, but definitely uh, Cam Bratton yeah, was hell. playing that, de- that, that right defensive end spot. Got completely held up. He was trying to break out to the outside and was was not able to do so. It had a had a fistful of jersey right there. It'll definitely going to be a hold on, on Hunter's Lane here. As Bowers was the running back for Hunter's Lane was trying to get out to the outside here on that jet sweep, but not going to happen as uh, even even with the hold other Lions there were waiting to make that play. So back him up 10 yards it's going to be second and 20 for the Warriors with seven minutes. As that, that clock's already down to yes. seven minutes and 18 seconds as it doesn't stop. As Lewis said, we just keep this running clock as long as Columbia is up by 35. Yes, unless, right? unless Hunter's Lane scores a touchdown, we'll, the clock will continue to roll here. So here's Smith in an all-out blitz. He gets the ball picked away, off. and it's picked off by Jordan, oh, Jordan no. Davis. No, you got to hang on to that one. But he was so clear to get that one, he just couldn't believe that he was gone for – he would have probably taken it to the house. But. That one's going to be a, kind of a, yeah. a silly instant replay as I pull this one up here. Jordan uh, Davis just got too excited there to, uh, to, to as that ball was just kind of – thrown up in the air because he was being pressured. And we'll see Smith it here was. As, as Smith throws it up, and it was right to Davis. Oh, and, and he, he would have gone. No, he he would have gone. He had a convoy to the house of nobody. <laughs> so kind of an opposite convoy, really. Nobody in front of him. Mm. So now third and 20, and here comes a blast by Autry Smith, and he gets him right as he throws the ball. My goodness Monstrous gracious, hit. what a hit by Autry Smith on Caleb Smith. Wow. Man, and that ball falls incomplete as the punting unit will come on for Hunter's Lane. So, oh, my goodness. We'll take a look at that one as well as as Smith is playing this left side outside linebacker spot. He sold it well, Mm. came in there and laid the wood on Caleb Smith right there. Force a fourth down and a punt situation. Uh, Andre Smith has had, I believe, his best game of the year so far at at that linebacker spot. Without a doubt. So here's Hunter's Lane as the clock just keeps rolling. Even on the incomplete pass, the clock now down five minutes and 30 seconds. Here's the punt almost from the Hunter's Lane 30. A good punt almost goes over Haggard's head, and he gets it at his 30, and he's here on the near side. Oh, no. Oh, no. I thought he was going to be hurt there. That was an awkward, awkward way to go down right there. It was. He gets it back to the – returns it 10 yards to the – Columbia 41-yard line is where Columbia now will have it first and 10 
as uh, that clock now down to five minutes to go here in this third quarter already. We well just over, started. Well, well over halfway yeah. uh, through the third quarter of play. Moore has fixed his knee pads and his jersey. <laughs> I think his jersey was riding up a little high, too, is showing some of that rib protector. Um, and we've got him back in the ball game here. And he's on the in the under center in the eye formation. Whitehead and McCoy behind him. Going to give to McCoy on the right side. Runs over his blocker there. Was Ran over uh, Zach Cole. Cole was kind of pulling around, right, to try to lead the way. But yes. McCoy was got there a little quicker than maybe Cole was expecting. That was a trap play. It was uh, Whitehead in that fullback spot. Kicked out the defensive end. Everybody blocked down. And then Cole wraps around. He, he pulls from the left side and kicks out the first man he sees. You call it belly. Uh, in that John Moore offense, kicks out the first defender he sees. It opens up a hole, and then Caden McCoy can make one guy miss and, and take it the distance. Didn't happen right there. It's a little little mess up. Second nine, give to McCoy on the left side. Tries to break one tackle and a shoestring tackle by the Warriors. Trips up McCoy as he just picks up a couple there as it'll be third and about seven as they'll spot it at the 43-yard line of Columbia. That was the same play to the left side that time. It was Hildreth, the right side guard, uh, came over from to the left side, kicked out the first guy he saw, um, but just couldn't get there to that to that defender in time, and uh, they made the shoestring tackle on McCoy. Third and seven. Britain in motion. Moore give to McCoy, give to Cortez Walker, and he breaks a tackle. He's got one or two men to beat. He's across the 30 down inside the 30-yard line goes Cortrez Walker. Correct. And uh, he's a sophomore, I believe, and he is starting to really solidify himself as, as a really good number two option in the backfield behind Caden McCoy. As we see this replay right here, broke a couple tackles even. Goes to the right side, breaks off a one, moves up the field, gets over to about the across the 30-yard line and finally goes down. Actually, Kasten Sparks, excuse me, Kasten Sparks in the backfield. Okay. The 5'8 so sophomore. That 20. That was number 20, right? Yes. Right, that's in the backfield. Yes. That's, so that's Kasten Sparks. And he's still in there, I believe. Yep. And going to give to Sparks again on the left side, trying, working his way across, gets five yards up to the, down to the inside the 25 yard line to the 24 yard line of Hunter's Lane as this clock now just continues to roll. We're going to be done with this third quarter really quick now at 2.20 to go as Columbia leads 44 to 7 here in the third quarter. And Sparks comes out. I'm almost certain that number 20 was, was Cortraz Walker last week. I believe it was too. <laughs> Jason Barnett now, now into the ball game at running back. A, a really, really big running back. Uh, his first touch of the night maybe come upcoming. Here's Moore under center. And, and it was Barnett. It, it, Barnett crosses the 25 down to the 21-yard line is where it'll be second and about three for the first down for the Lions. A minute 40 to go here in this third quarter. It Columbia is leading 44-7. to seven. It is rolling off the board that time. At this rate, we'll be done by 9 o'clock. Yeah, I believe we will. There's Moore, given to Barnett. He gets the first down. Got right to his sticks. Yeah, they're 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 signaling it forward. Yep. First and ten for the Lions at the 
Hunter's Lane 19-yard line. The clock continues to roll. He's, he signaled it there. Just keep that clock moving. It usually stops right there after after the to make to let those uh, sticks move. But that time, referee signal to keep the clock rolling as Chris Cathy now comes into the ball game. It looks like he's going to be playing fullback yes. and plays a whitehead who's coming out limping. And Sparks is at the tailback position in the eye formation behind Cathy. Give to Sparks. Looking for room in the middle. He breaks through and gets close to the 10-yard line, down to the 11 is where they'll spot him down. Another great gain of seven or eight right there from, from Sparks. We'll call it second and three. He's, he's just a sophomore, and he's not very big at all. I think 5'8", probably about 140 or uh, maybe even 135, but he is uh, running with some passion here tonight. He's probably picked up 30 or 40 yards on this drive alone. Uh, really coming from that one play. Here he goes again. Give to Sparks. That's the hold on Columbia. Yeah, that was Cappy right there, the fullback. The defender just broke through, and all he could do was grab a hold of him, and there goes the flag. So that doesn't stop the clock either because here we go to zero left in the third quarter. Wow. <laughs> so there you go. We're going to end it on a penalty as they don't stop the clock unless it's an injury or a timeout. Correct. So there you go, 44-7 to seven here at the end of the third quarter in Columbia, Tennessee, as your Columbia Central Lions are well on their way to their second victory of the year. One more quarter to play as the clock will continue to run when we come back. But we'll take a quick time out here and tell you you're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the Front Porch Sports Radio. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. This is WKRM 103.7 FM and 1340 AM, the home for the Columbia Central Lions for the past 75 years. Welcome back to Lindsey Nelson Stadium where the Columbia Central Lions all over Hunter's Lane here at the start of the fourth quarter now, 44-7. to as Burton Moore is under center. And they with the formation. second and 13. And he's looking to the sideline. He's still got time. Now we've got things right. He's under center. And there was movement in the backfield by hmm. Sparks as he jumped a little early. That's going to be a legal procedure against Columbia. But, again, that clock doesn't stop, so here we're going to just keep rolling. Now 44-7 to Columbia over Hunter's Lane. Yeah, John Moore in the booth next to us. Uh, the offensive coordinator was screaming left. Uh, which is um, signal for they had the wrong formation. Uh, and he was actually calling for Coach Trey D to call a timeout and uh, obviously didn't get that off in time and took the penalty instead, which is not good either. Here's now the handoff to Sparks, and he breaks around the, out of the middle of the field, out to the outside, gets back to the original line of scrimmage, back to the 19. It uh, now will be third and about 10 for the Lions from the, from the uh, Hunter's Lane 19-yard line. 
A good good play there by Sparks as he got the handoff, went up the middle, and saw an open seam to the outside and breaks free and gets back to that original line of scrimmage. Third and ten for the Lions as they're trying to get another touchdown here in this fourth quarter. Leading 44 to 7. Here's Moore. He's looking to throw, rolling to his right. And there's the pass into the end zone, or no, to the sideline, trying to reach Richard Powers here on the on the right sideline, the Columbia sideline, about the 10-yard line. But ball was just thrown over his head, out of bounds, incomplete. Doesn't stop, so we're going to try to – Garcia's going to come in and try to kick a field goal. There you go. Man, Tice gets has to warm up again and, and uh, <laughs> come back in and hold this hold this snap from Seth Lowe. And they'll spot it. It's or from Cole Castile, a, excuse me, at the long snap. It's going to be about a thir- another 35-yard attempt by Garcia. He made one of those in the first half. Oh, man, they're going to have to call timeout. No, there's – they have the play clock down to zero. They do get it snapped, and there goes the kick, and it is – Just left. No good. But uh, something so, happened. I yeah, I thought they were trying to get a timeout. I did, too. That's what they're calling for in the booth next to us. They did call it. They gave us the timeout. Okay. well, there you go. Uh, so, they'll get another chance. Garcia, in halftime warm-ups, hit one – Standing on the 30, so he hit a 40-yarder. This one's a little bit less than that. It's about a 36, 37-yard attempt. Um, so he, he's definitely got the leg for it. That time he pushed it a little bit to the left. So he's going to get another opportunity for it. A good, kind of a, a good good timed timeout from the Columbia staff here. It was. They didn't have the right the right personnel in trying to get somebody in at the last minute and the play clock was going down, but they did get the, the snap off before the play clock. But uh, one second left, yes. Yeah. So they'll try it again, another 35-yard attempt here by Garcia. I, was, uh, I saw a score for Shelbyville, our opponent next week here at Lindsey Nelson. They're leading Coffee County 21-10. to That was a halftime score. All right, there's the snap. There's this block. Kick is blocked, in. and that ball's a live ball. You've got to get on it and cover it. Get them down. That's all right. So is that where the ball take, goes so. over on down? I believe so. Because they blocked it, and that ball went yes. way back that's, up That's field. a live ball. You can pick that one up and run yep. uh, back for six if, if, they had, if they had picked it up. But, yeah, it was actually Brian Whitehead who was supposed to be in there as an up back, and he's – Coming in now on the defensive side, he came back out uh, when, when Columbia was on offense on that last drive playing fullback, came out with a limp. So I don't know if he just didn't go in because he's hurt, but he's back in now. So And now they're, they're pushing him back out of the game. Somebody else is in for him. It's Jarrett Stevens. Um, but Columbia had no up back right there, which is your outside protection on a field goal play. Um, and Hunter's Lane kickoff or field goal block member came right through uh, and, and got a hand on that kick. Here's Caleb Smith, quarterback for the Warriors. He throws it way downfield and almost picked off there by a Columbia defender. Remember, that's Barnett. That was uh, on the, the the defense. So Caleb Smith just trying to reach, trying to connect any way he can. All twos in here right now. Columbia's officially taking all starters out of the ball game. Well, 44-7, to seven and this clock 
just rolling now, approaching eight yes. minutes to go in the game. Not much chance that that could be a comeback. No, no, it's 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 pretty much wrapped up at this point. No doubt. Here's Smith in the shotgun. He's throwing it, and it's going to be oh. picked off. I thought that was going to be picked off by Cortez, Cortez Walker. Walker. Now he's he's 19, not 20. Yeah, we found him. Yeah, I, I can't believe this. I want to let everybody know that Kasten Sparks. The 5'8", 140-pound running back, backup running back to Caden McCoy, is currently at the right defensive end spot rushing the quarterback and uh, is not doing a terrible job at it so far against a very, very uh, much bigger left tackle for Hunter's Lane than he is for sure. And on the other side, the other defensive end is Efron Davis. Jerry Third Stevens and ten. And Tristan Harden on the interior right there. Third and ten, and you're going to throw it deep. Hunter Woody. Oh. oh, my goodness. Hunter Woody had his eyes on that ball. He just knew he was going to get it. He couldn't and believe actually, it the, the receiver turned into a defensive back to tip that ball away yeah. to where Hunter was not going to catch it. So it almost was, a third interception for the Lions. Woody was sitting there staring at his hands. He couldn't believe that he didn't pick the football off. But it just, dude, just he just knocked it away right at the last second. Yeah, that receiver. So Hunter's Lane guy going to line up in a punt formation as they're facing fourth and ten at their own 38-yard line. Six minutes and 35 seconds to go here in the ball game. Columbia leading 44 to seven. And again, that seven really should be still, still upset. Still upset about yeah. that. <laughs> Good punt. It's Woody there. back there. That is Woody. He gets it at his 29. He's up to the 40, and that's where he's going to go down. It'll be Good first return. and 10 for the Lions at their own 40-yard line. Good return from Woody right there. Got positive yardage, got north and south, uh, and uh, filled in for Haggard nicely right there. Made a good play uh, at, from, his, from his cornerback spot and then uh, fielded the punt and got a pretty good, decent return right there as well. So a lot of, a lot of uh, backup players now kind of – taking over this whole offense. Let's see if they can move the ball now this time. And Under six minutes to go now, by the way. You know, they're they're wanting to try to oh, make yeah. a play. They want to score, too. Yeah. Absolutely. That's their main focus right now. First and ten. Here's Moore. Hand off to Chris Cathy. To Cathy, and he fights his way, bulls his way for five, maybe six yards. I believe he got Those six. Cathy. He'll mark it at the 46-yard line of Columbia. It'll be second and four as we're approaching five minutes to go in the ballgame. We're going to yeah. make it almost to 9 o'clock. We'll be done. Goodness gracious. Pretty much perfectly at 9 o'clock, it looks like. Unless Hunter's Lane scores right here. Kamari Dawson coming in for Richard Powers. Uh, he's a tight end. Uh, so they might be going with a, with a bigger protection here. Coffee County now in the third quarter. They've scored again uh, another touchdown. It's 21-17 Shelbyville over Coffee County. And there's Getting a timeout. Right there. Timeout for Columbia. For the Lions. And we'll take a quick timeout uh, with the clock now stopped officially at this timeout with four minutes, 45 seconds to go. Columbia leads 44-7. to You're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. 
Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Second and four for the Columbia Lions. Four minutes, 45 seconds to go in this ball game. As soon as the snap, the clock will start running and won't stop unless there's an injury or another timeout. There was movement, but they're not going to call it. First down, who is that? That's a horse collar, and there is that call. We've got two flags there. That was a horse collar as Kathy goes right up the middle, and he goes for 20. Yeah, Kathy is, uh, is a guy who usually plays fullback. Uh, and is the number two fullback right now behind Brian Whitehead. But uh, I remember even from, from having him as the scout team running back uh, back in my days, uh, he is, he is a, he's a great runner, even though he really doesn't even look like it. He can, he, he's got some sneaky speed and can get up and down the field really, really quickly. And you see this, they, I guess they called a face mask. I thought it was a horse collar, but they called a face mask that added on to that brilliant run by Kathy. So now it's inside the red zone, first and ten. A give to Kathy again, up the middle. He's got five yards at least, maybe a lot more than that. Looks He's like down six. to the 11. Yeah, I think that's going to be officially six. Kathy really taking over this whole drive. He had the, the penalty was on him. He's picked up about... 20, 25 yards running the football uh, has really gotten him down here single-handedly, and he comes out here for, for Jason Barnett to seven, seven men that running back. And they'll uh, spot it at the 12-yard line now, second and six, as the clock now at three minutes, 23 seconds to Goodness. go in this ball game. It's just flying off the clock. It's going to be over. I mean, seriously. We're going to blink, and, and we're going to be getting out of here. Watching and some highlights from the from the first half for sure. They're not going to call timeout. So and there's a you we're think. down to zero, almost zero on the play clock, and Moore just takes a knee. I don't blame him. You know, just run the clock. <laughs> it's almost like victory formation, right? You could uh, almost you can't quite do that. You got to get a fir- first down, I guess. The I don't know about that. Well, I think it was a busted play. I think I think he wasn't sure. I hope so. I don't what know. that was, or I think that's why he just kind of took a knee. I hope we're not taking taking a knee with two forty to go here. Yeah, I don't believe I don't believe he meant. I mean, wanted to do that. I think he just thought he better do that. Hopefully. So he lo- loses a yard in the process. Third and seven at the. Hunter's Lane, 14-yard line. Somebody's not in the right Uh-oh. formation. They're taking another knee. They are taking a knee. I don't agree with that. Well, they can't stop the clock, right, even on the possession change. It's just going to keep running. All right. So I mean, maybe Hunter's Lane could call their timeouts, but I just don't agree with that. I, well, I think they ought to just play it out. Now they're going to try a field goal? I think so. It's longer than the one that's, we just missed. That's a different kicker. That's a different kicker. It's Griffin Polk. And this one's going to be from 31 yards. It will be the attempt by Griffin Polk. Wow. There it goes. Somebody the, is not in now either. Yeah, the left guard Didn't coming have a left in. Guard. Still plenty of time <laughs> on the play clock. Down to 10. 
Case and Tice going to be the holder. There's the snap, the set, the block kick, and Ooh, it is blocked. just to the left, wide left. No good, but the clock's going to keep running, and it'll turn over on downs as uh, Columbia. I mean, maybe one play or so here, and that's going to wrap this ball game up. Polk had, the, Polk had the leg on that kick, but yep. somebody was still in the wrong formation even after the left guard came in. I think they were still missing somebody. Somebody came free uh, off of the left-hand side, uh, probably an inch or two away from blocking that one as well. We've we got to get some special teams things really ironed yeah. out this week in practice. I mean, Cause, it's infuriating. Because I'm just kind of thinking Sheffield is – we, we can't afford Going. to make those mistakes against Shelbyville. We'll yeah. get killed. Yeah. We will get killed. Shelbyville has definitely had Columbia's number for the last several years, and we're due to kind of get back at them. And and uh, a good thing about it, they're coming here. True. As This is liable to be the last play of the game, 20 seconds. Caleb Smith rushing around there, not knowing where – oh, there's a flag. Okay. But they're still not going to stop the clock. It's going to run completely out. Confused on what was going on there. So that's the way it's going to end on this penalty. No flag. As down to zeros all the way across. And your Columbia Central Lions improve to 2-1 on the season as they get a week three victory over Hunter's Lane, 44-7. Lewis, man, it was a... It's 9:01 or 9:02, uh, so a great victory for the Lions. They were prepared, and uh, yeah, you know, I just believe this Hunter's Lane team was well overmatched in in many ways. They got their own touch, their their lone score on that 95-yard kick return, and uh, you take that away, and it's you know 44 to nothing. Yeah, and uh, obviously, like I just said, some special teams mishaps to really iron out you know most of that second half was the twos and threes in there on um, in every aspect of, of the game for Columbia um, so uh, good good for those guys to get in there and and, and uh, improve upon their game really didn't agree uh, with with three minutes to go for uh, for Columbia to well, um, take a knee right there I know some of those other guys are. They want to score too, you know. They, yeah, I know. The younger I mean, players. I can remember when score. I was a, when I was a freshman, uh, you know, getting in there after a, a big win or even a big loss. You know, you want to get in there and, and perform and show the coaches what you have, and you can't do that um, when you just kind of concede the game, even though we're up by a, a big margin um, to just kind of give the way the game away right there. But uh, some. Good sportsmanship, it looks like, from, from both these squads right here to end this game off. Obviously, Hunter's Lane is is a building program, and they're making a lot of improvements this season um, to their facilities, to, to everything uh, involved in their program. And, um, you know, it's it's a rough year for them. They, they do have a win under their belt. They're one and two. Still, uh, still an opportunity for them to have a successful season coming out of this thing. But uh, Columbia definitely outmatched them tonight, and, and it showed. Two games in a row, two victories in a row for the Lions after that loss the beginning of the year to uh, Marshall County. And now the focus turns to region play. Region 5-5A will begin next week as the Columbia Lions will be hosting Shelbyville. We'll take a quick timeout and come back and wrap it up, hopefully gets, get a word in from coach, head coach Tredarius Golf. You're listening to Columbia Central Football. 
on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. Are you a homeowner looking to unlock the potential of your home equity? Explore a home equity loan with First Farmers. Hi, this is Felicia Brown with First Farmers, and we would like to invite you to access funds with a home equity loan. For home improvements, invest in education, or simplify your finances, you can make your dreams a reality with the power of your home equity. Get started today. Apply online at myfirstfarmers.com or call to speak with one of our team specialists at 1-800-882-8378, Equal Housing Lender. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is WKRM 103.7 FM and 1340 AM, the home for the Columbia Central Lions for the past 75 years. And welcome back to a victorious Lindsey Nelson Stadium for the Columbia Central Lions as they defeat the Hunters Lane Warriors 44-7. to Big crowd tonight for Columbia. The Murray County Fair is on. It's going to be a lot of happy folks leaving here tonight, Lewis. Uh, just the kind of game that you always dream about, that you want to play in and have the chance to score this many points. I don't know that I would really like to have the clock. I don't. That, that never did happen back in the days when I played. Uh, even though we were up sometimes that much. But that's kind of a new rule that they've got these days where they have that running clock. So, really, this whole second half might have totaled a quarter altogether, you know, in terms of yeah. real time. Yeah. So, But but it is uh, fun to be a part of a winning game like this, right? Yeah, yeah like I said uh, uh, earlier in this broadcast, the, the fair game was, was one of my favorites to play in my time at, at Columbia Central. It was just a great atmosphere. You know, you got the Ferris, Ferris wheel and all the rides in the background lit up. And, uh, you know, in all your pictures to look at it and, and after the game, you can see the fair rides in the background. It just creates a, a, a an even better vibe here at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Um, you know, it's, it's always a great vibe at Lindsey Nelson Stadium, especially tonight. Pretty much got a full moon uh, here to our to our right side. Uh, uh, yeah, just just an awesome win for Columbia, an awesome an awesome confidence builder for Columbia. Um, yeah, and and going into Shelbyville, this is exactly what this team needed uh, to build upon what they did last week. Two wins in a row is a is a is a streak, and you want to have a streak rather than just one win in a row. That's a huge confidence thing uh, for this young team. Uh, and they're getting still getting ripped a new one over there. I saw it by Coach John Moore, and and that's what these guys need. They need to they need to take this one and celebrate it tonight. And they got to realize that a better team is going to be coming in here next Friday night, and they're going to have to prepare all week to get ready for them. For tonight's game, it's time now for this week's player of the game, sponsored by Caring Hearts Home Healthcare of Columbia. Lewis, who do you think? You know, we we talked about this during our last break. We we, we kind of bounced around between Case and Tice and Malik Smith. 
And we had to give it to the quarterback, uh, Case and Tice, even though Malik had a great game, probably the coolest touchdown of his life, which we'll show everybody again on the, on the, on the replay here in a second, uh, because I'm going to make that the play of the game. But the player of the game, Case and Tice, with those two long touchdown passes, um, and just like I've been saying all season long, he's forcing it down the field. He's not going to be as accurate, but inside 20 yards at the line of scrimmage, I mean, the, the guy is money. So for, for that reason, Case and Tice uh, is my Caring Hearts Home Healthcare of Columbia player of the game tonight. Congratulations to Case and Tice, the Columbia Central quarterback, and uh, very, very nice game for him and for all of the Lions. So I uh, think you've got uh, some comments now from head coach Tredarius Goff. Let's hear what he has to say. Well, well, a little technical difficulty there. We'll try it again, and I'll give you a, a few scores that I have of interest. Uh, in the third quarter, Lawrence County is 21-7 uh, to 7 over Lincoln County. Lawrence County at home tonight, and Shelbyville now 24-17. to 17. They are, I believe they're on, I think they're at home against Coffee County, and now I think we've got that queued up one more time. We'll try to hear from head coach Tredarius Golf. Here with Coach Tredarius Golf with a big win tonight, 44 to seven over Hunters Lane. Coach, uh, got to be proud of the effort the Lions gave tonight. Man, I am proud. Man, um, we came out, we executed the things we were supposed to execute. Um, we threw the ball all over the place tonight. Um, we didn't just depend on the run, so that was good to see. We got to get better at special teams, though. That that, that 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 can come back and be a crip tonight and hurt us in the end, man. That's two weeks in a row we gave up touchdowns off of kick returns. Well, you got a big one next week against Shabbaville. Uh They're going to come to Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Uh, enjoy this one over the weekend, but uh, I know next week's going to be big. Oh uh, yes, that's that that next week the real season start, and I'm ready to get to it, get back to work, and, and get to it. Congratulations, Coach, on your first home win, one of many, I'm sure. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. Thank you. And there you have it, uh, uh, the comments from head coach Tredarius Goff, and uh, congratulations on his second win of the season. As you heard before the game, he was extremely excited last week to get that very first victory uh, against Dixon County, and now uh, this second victory and a decisive victory at that tonight over Hunters Lane, 44-7. to Wow, and yes, and he's right. I mean, he, he wasn't thinking about the necessarily the win, Lewis. He was thinking about what's got to be fixed. Uh, you know, those special teams uh, misses that they had kind of all night that showed up a little bit. They've, they've got to work on those, especially on the return game. The, the kickoff return team has got to spend some time this week. Uh, no doubt, even, you know, it's a holiday you know, Monday's going to be Labor Day holiday. I'm, I'm hoping and uh, would think that they it won't be a holiday necessarily for them, as they'll they'll take this film, uh, analyze it, and and get you know try to figure out how to fix the mistakes that they're having. Yeah, absolutely. This, this Columbia team has has a lot of potential to be very good. We've seen it tonight when this offense is clicking, uh, and, and when the play call the play calls are there, uh, this offense can be very potent and. Um, we can put up a lot of points, even though the offense has struggled uh, not as much last week, but the week before that, they've gotten better each week of, this, of the regular season. Um, 
Yeah, but this team has a lot of potential to be very, very good uh, in the latter part of this season. And who knows, maybe we do get a, a seventh, eighth, or even, or not, maybe not ninth, but a seventh, maybe even eight, an eighth home game here uh, for the playoffs and, um, you know, get some things done here in Lindsey Nelson Stadium that have only been done one time uh, here in the last decade. Hopefully we can get back to some, some greatness that this team, that this program has had in, some, had in the past. Um, but other than that, I, that's all I've got for tonight. Just a, a great, a great time from uh, from Lindsey Nelson Stadium tonight. I want to go over just a few highlights that we've gotten tonight. If you're still joining us on the live stream, here's one of those as the punts blocked right here, and Autry Smith uh, recovers that one for a touchdown uh, in the end zone. That was one of the latter parts of uh, of these very, very good plays from the Columbia offense. And uh, then we have one here. As we pull it up. Uh, Another great, great replay of tonight's game. The first was, play, offensive play of scrimmage. As that's Haggard, that second touchdown. Yes, yeah, so the first offensive play of scrimmage uh, from scrimmage, and Tice hits Haggard over the middle right there. Perfect ball. Uh, yeah, absolutely perfect. And then uh, just one more highlight here before we get to our play of the game. Uh, from tonight is another interception from Justice Haggard right there, one of a few uh, by that Columbia defense tonight, and he takes it back to about the 50-yard line. And that brings us tonight to my Columbia Central play of the football game, uh, the first third down of the ball game, third play of the ball game. Here's Smith in the gun. Autry Smith tips it up. It's picked off by Malik Smith at the 50-yard line, and he takes it back 30. 25-20, 15-10-5, cuts back inside and dives into the end zone for the Columbia touchdown. First to touchdown of the night. Seven to nothing. That was the third play of the ball game. Yeah. Uh, an outstanding night here from Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Um, let's hope these guys don't go to the fair and get into trouble. We need, <laughs> we need them for next week. <laughs> yeah, they need to. They need to go rest a little bit. Uh, you know, maybe they could go. They could go watch one of the livestock shows. That would be something they could yeah, do. Yeah. You know, go watch the livestock shows. Some and wholesome su- fun. Support our farmers for sure. So, just a, another quick score of interest. Uh, it kind of surprised me in the fourth quarter. Franklin County uh, went into this game zero and two against East Hamilton, but they're leading now uh, at home against East Hamilton, thirty-four to twenty-seven. Uh, See. So Mount Juliet all over Gallatin, 32 to 19. I don't see necessarily an update yet on uh, the Shelbyville game. It's still 24 to 17, showing that score in the third quarter. And uh, of course, uh, Tullahoma is at Rockville. Hadn't seen a score on that. Spring Hill in the region won last night against Maplewood, 41 to 14. So. That's going to wrap it up here from Lindsey Nelson Stadium. And, uh, Lewis, it's just a great victory and uh, one you want to for sure enjoy while you can, but then get ready for region play, an all-important game next week against Shelbyville. Those are the ones that really matter. So this is Columbia Central Lions football on 103.7 WKRN Front Porch Sports Radio Network. Your final score, Columbia 44, Hunters Lane 7. For Lewis Maddox, I'm Lee Maddox. We appreciate you listening and to our sponsors. So join us again next Friday night as the Lions will host Shelbyville in their first Region 5 game of the season. We'll have the broadcast beginning around 645 right here on Front Porch Sports Radio. Good night from Lindsey Nelson Stadium.